Check, 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 check. One, two. One, two. One, two. Two, two. Uh. <laughs> you guys see your headphones there in front of you? Check. Check. Ooh, these are good headphones. Give me a check, Chuck. Chuck, check, 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 Chuck, check. Chuck, check. Chuck, check. Chuck, check. Two versions of Green Mango. Yeah, two yeah, different. We're getting hello. fucked up. Hello. Levi, hello. Levi's hello. and Craig. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I think I'm going to go for uh, can I hear me? Hulu uh, next time. He's, he's got Hulu. I'm, I've never it's had Indo. It's Indo. Indo? Yeah, rolling okay. down the street smoking Indo? Sipping on I am going juice. to get me some red eventually or something that's going to... I used red, man. It never does out. anything for me. I want something to give me uh, euphoric. White. Green halfway does it. White get, just gives me energy. Um, But that's what I buy is white and green. Yeah. Gold. Give gold a shot. I might. I might do that. Yeah. There's a blue out where they mix a bunch of different shit together, and apparently it's really great. Oh, yeah. Blue Ming Da. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> blue Ming Da. Aaron's really excited. <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> I like my Kratom. Kratom's great. I've never heard of Blue Ming Da. You got, uh, just so you know, we're recording, so don't say nigger or anything like that. Let's try not to. Okay. What? That's right. We're coming in. We're coming in hot. Ooh. Tell me you guys listened to this when you were. We out. absolutely did. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it came on the 80s show. The tradition continues. When me and Aaron would work out and somebody else would come in, they couldn't play Five Trigger Death Punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's the Death Punch, man? <laughs> How can I bust my pecs and, and slam my glutes without the DP? How can I walk around and not talk to you and be a dickhead with Five Finger Death Punch is not playing? <laughs> Swolewood. <laughs> Swolewood. <laughs> Swolewood. <laughs> Writing that down. That's an early one. (laughs) Bring it in now. God, it makes a little workout right now. Let's go. Fuck this. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Plus this tremendous fucking crazy. Nobody listens to this anyway. Let's go fucking get swole. (laughs) First family of fit. Making it happen. Making it happen. Whammo. You're really going to fucking... you're really going to fetch this one, I am going to fetch it, uh, and it's going to catch. Tis fetch I, will catch. It will not. Yeah. Tis I, the Prince of Podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll assault, the the godfather, and gash. The sire of the swole. There you go. Episode 242 of Pillow Fort Radio slash the uh, Steve Winwood Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> I'm down. As always, I'm joined by the former intercontinental champion, the first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawha River, the human incarnation of the infield fly rule. That's old Chucky, a tata, a sex. <laughs> and as always, the world's greatest claw machinist, the Rodney Dangerfield of regenerative farming. I think we've done that one. (laughs) The Remington Steel. The Remington Steel of Uh, regenerative regenerative farming. farming. We have not done that one. We have not done that one. (laughs) It's old Johnny Liberty loads over there. I hope that one sticks. Yeah. That's a good one. Remington Steel's a pretty cool guy. He is. He was a complete fraud, but he's really cool. Absolutely. And returning for the first time with with the entire first family of fun. It is the wacky wildling, the Baron of the bowling shoes, with the uh, what are the other ones? Uh, the uh, 
Ginger Jester. That's Aaron. And of course, his beard. <laughs> the Baroness of Breasticles. <laughs> Elena is here. The gang is all here. We're fucking shit up. Steve Winwood's playing, motherfucker. We've all started going back to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because you Swole hashtag patrol. take no days off? Well, I take no days off. You see, what I do is I rise and grind. You hashtag rise and grind? I hashtag rise and grind. I take no days off. I pay the iron price. I'm thinking about doing a doing like an offshoot of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like I take pictures of myself like right after I wake up or right after a nap. And it's like, I take many days off. <laughs> I pay the polyester price. It's a picture of the couch. <laughs> and, it's, and, yeah, and it's like... Um, 10 hours of sleep. Hashtag 10 hours of sleep. I pay the thousand thread count Egyptian (laughs) cotton sheets price. (laughs) I let gravity win. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We were testing gravity this morning. We were really... It's it's still there. Gravity still works. Awesome. I like to trust gravity myself. Hashtag trust gravity. (laughs) You never know what it's going to go It's always right. It's it's a constant. You never know what it's going to go It wants you to lay down and go to sleep. (laughs) We, uh... I went Friday just to see what, where I was at, and I'm still the strongest man on earth. Awesome. I haven't touched a weight <laughs> in over a year. Still the strongest person alive. It's amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing how I'm able to keep this up without even working it. He's just like using one arm with really bad form. <laughs> yeah. You, ah! <laughs> then he'll fit. Up yeah, there. really lift with your back. <laughs> twist. Twist. Yeah, you got to twist your back when you do. <laughs> it was actually... Uh, He's doing one-legged squats. I was in there. You know the little... Uh, Mexican Filipino kid. Yeah, he's in really great shape. Fucking jacked. He was yeah. he was in there doing slow squats with three fifteen, and this kid can't weigh more than one fifty. That's awesome. He's like five four. I'm like Jesus Christ. This this little motherfucker's strong. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how he's thinking about doing steroids. I'm like, you can responsibly do steroids, man. Sure. I mean, if you want to do steroids, do doing them right steroids. now. <laughs> anyway, so how's everybody else doing? Good. Awesome. Great. Tremendous. Um. <laughs> How'd you guys feel uh, going back to the gym for the first time? I, I feel great. A uh, little sore, kind of let down. My my chest is not strong at all. Well, you, let's let's just be fair and and tr- you. To be fair, your your bench was never good. I mean, to yeah. begin with, no, but it, but it climbed quickly. Like, it did climb. I so did that's that's you don't have to worry about it. It will go up. So what we're so. going to do? We're just going to have him do in the bar. And uh, <laughs> working on form, working on form. Yeah, well, actually, his first set, I didn't even let him have the bar. I said, "No, you you have to earn the bar. You lay on the on the bench. <laughs> just do air, <laughs> just air. That's all we do. That's all we do. I'll breathe on your hands to give it a little bit of resistance. <laughs> and you know what? He bottomed out whenever I was breathing heavy on his hands. <laughs> so you know what are we gonna do? I mean. Yeah, but get, getting the deadlifts in. He is, did do deadlifts. Uh, is my thing. Elena, Love first it. time deadlifting in how long? Two years? It's been like three years. Pulled 135 with fucking ease. That's awesome. Pretty pretty easy. Of course, I, had, I did 760 this morning. It's down a bit. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, I've taken a year off. I mean, it's usually two railroad cars yeah. with a uh, yeah with an inert iron rod mm-hmm. inserted between them. Yeah. And then they're... Held to the ground by the strongest magnets on earth. Yeah, and then I have to pull it up. It's sort of like Thor's hammer. It is a little bit. You have to be worthy to really be able to do what I <laughs> do. What I, do. No, I didn't go above one eighty five on anything. I mean, that's that's still great. I mean, it's um, my bench is completely in the toilet. Like I can't. It's not that the strength is in there. It's my shoulder is so fucked up. Like I can't. This this hurts. Like I can barely 
you know, so I'm down to using dumbbells. I'm going to feel like 80 pounds and doing sets of 10, you know, so it's not bad, but it's just not, I mean, I don't know, man. And I talked to Tracy Peters, you know, fuck him, the most naturally swole guy <laughs> that we know. Um, and he is never concerned with weight. He's like, why do you care about that? He's like, that is not going to build a good physique. It is just going to make you lift those weights. That's all it's going to do. Yeah, no, no, so. no one like goes up to you and like looks at you and like gets their first impression. He goes, he he doesn't bench four hundred. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that, that's the thing. I can bullshit anybody with that. I mean, I, I could literally bench press two hundred pounds and be like, yeah, it's five. I'm like, okay, if, you know. If a person does do that, like, I bet that guy doesn't even bench one fifty. I think that every time I see Chuck, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time. But you're a psychopath, so it's <laughs> right. <laughs> now I started doing uh, Really the bulk of my workouts now Are chin ups and dips Oh so, somebody's doing body weight Oh yeah. shit Next thing you know He's going to be doing body weight squats Yeah Like, like, some, like some yeah, kind of athlete no, I'm still I did uh, I've been doing them like rock bottom Like my ass is almost touching the ground And doing them slow And then I started doing uh, inverted rows Which is just another body weight exercise But that shit's I actually read, looked up those That that is more effective than a bent over row And it makes you stronger than a bent over row You have to engage your core, right? Yeah, it's everything So you literally get Pull yourself up Yeah I mean, you have to do I'm doing eight or ten You know, that drops quickly You know, by the end I'm doing five You know, so uh, But it it just feels better Like I feel better I'm thinking about doing those instead of bent over rows Because I just never did like doing bent over rows Bent over rows mechanics are hard to get I mean, it's it's hard to know where to pull it. It's hard to know what, at what degree you should bend. It's easy to cheat and not. It is get a easy good, to cheat or to not get a good workout. Right? Yeah, um, you think you're getting something good, but you're not. One arm rows are better. So. One arm rows are much better. I would agree. I concur. Look at us. Fucking agree. <laughs> Who thought? <laughs> Who'd thought? So well, not we're, me. We're gonna we're gonna change that. <laughs> Here, love it. <laughs> oh God, I don't know what's in store. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. I don't even know what's in store, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Well, we did disagree because you take no hashtag take no days off, yeah. and I hashtag take never many days off. <laughs> never a day off. Actually, this week, honest to God, um, from last Saturday all the way through the day, I worked out every single day. That's awesome. I believe it. Well, one thing I've been doing. Wrong. <laughs> what are you, fucking John McLaughlin? <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Eleanor, do you think you're swelling all? I would have gone with Dwight Schrute, but whatever. (laughs) Actually, question, Mm -hmm. which bear is best? Bears. (laughs) Beats. Beats. Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Black bear. Um, Now, I I started doing this thing. One of my favorite characters in The Wheel of Time, which I'm almost done with the fourth book already. Um, Still bad. Still, still bad. Like still it's, hating every fucking minute of it. I don't hate every minute of it because I like the the world he's created, but the writing is so terrible. But um, my favorite character is uh, Paranibara, who's this. Uh, oh, Paranibara. He's oh. he's a blacksmith. He's a African American smith, sir. Actually, um, <laughs> in the show, he will be like they've made a cast of, him as a black a guy, smith of oh, color, really? which I'm fine with. That's a cool. Smith of, yeah, an SOC, a smith of color. <laughs> but um. He like I was thinking Well you know He's so big and strong And he is based on real shit What do blacksmiths do To make him so strong They don't really lift Anything terribly heavy They just do Massive amounts of reps With their shoulders And hands and arms And they gotta You know you have to Shovel the coal And move the coal Yes it's it's a bunch of Really You know Kind of a, a lot of Cardiovascular stuff too So 
I started doing like light shoulders every day. Like I've been doing them every day and forearms and stuff like that, and it's working. Like I can really see it when I work out. So, um, and it feels good. Like my shoulders are finally healing because I'm getting blood in there to heal all the fucking damage I've done from banging my head against the bench wall for thirty fucking years. So what you you're know, saying so. is, is that trying to bench press a, an amount of weight that your body's not designed to do causes some wear and tear over the years. Yeah, and actually, I've been reading up a lot on it. Um, there are a lot of bodybuilders who do not bench press anymore. Like, um, I'm not saying it's a bad exercise. I'm just saying that some people can't do it. Like, it's, you're not, I'm not genetically designed to do it. I've never been good at it. So, there's a there's a guy I train with. He's, um, he trains jiu-jitsu. He's, uh, and he's like 67 years old. Yeah. He's a doctor. Doc? He's a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, you met Doc. Yeah. Uh, He's had three shoulder shoulder surgeries from bench pressing, and everyone's like, "Yeah, from the jujitsu." He's like, "No, it's from from trying to lift too much weight." Yeah, wow. I believe that bit, that squatting and deadlifting massive amounts of weight are not bad for you. I believe that it engages everything. I believe it's a natural movement. Your body's your legs are designed to take a lot more. They've got the towing package, right? And to do it every day, you can squat every day if you want. And I actually have considered doing that. Arms like, don't have the towing don't have the towing package. Um, your forearms do, your shoulders do. Like, but your your chest is not meant to just lay down and, and pick something up. It's just not meant to do. What that. do you think about those uh, bench machines where you you're sitting up straight and you push push out like that? Well, I mean that's fine. Any any we ex- don't have one of those. Any exercise you can do with your chest is good. Like, but unless the only thing a bench press is good for is chest mass. I've got plenty of that. I've got too much. So you do have some sweet sweet titties. Well, thank you. <laughs> but it's from it's from years of heavy bench pressing. I don't need to do it anymore. So I've been doing like. Uh, like the pec deck and, and cables and all that stuff, and I feel much better doing it. Uh, what the, is the pec deck? I've heard about the pec. The deck. pec deck is something that you could. Yeah, it's like two bars like this, and you you know bring it together like that. And you, hold, you sit up when you when say you do it. when you say pec deck, I imagine something like a glory hole, mm. <laughs> but it's made of wood. It's like a deck. It's that's not after like, the exercise. It does John. sound like a glory. That's hole. that's, that's the, a glory hole that's on the ground. That's it's, the post like exercise glow show. It's like you go, it you go out on your deck off your trailer and you drill a hole in it, <laughs> and somebody gets under it, and then you lay flat. Something comes poking out. You getting downward dog? No, up dog. That's when you're laying down with your dick on the dirt. Mm. What's up, dog? It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Turn his mic down. No, but it's. Uh, I feel. Having relieved myself of the tyranny of the bench press, I feel, I feel much better. Like, what do you bench? Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Plenty. Shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. I paid my dues, sir. Would um, you be willing to say that you've paid the iron price as far as that goes? I have indeed. I paid more than the iron price. Fuck yeah, dude. I love saying the iron price. It's, it's great. It's really one of my favorite things to say. And I started swimming. Like, I'm going to be swimming every day. I bet you so, swim like a dolphin. I swim really well. I've been swimming my whole life. I can't remember a time when I couldn't swim. So I do 10 laps in an Olympic pool without stopping it, which is pretty good, you know. Um, fairly nice pace, not sprinting, swimming, but just, you know, back and forth. Um, anything to build my shoulders. My shoulders have always been, they've always been really strong, but they've never been, you know, a, a genetic, like a aesthetically pleasing thing. So I'm really trying to change that. Get my waist down, my shoulders wide for that whole. It's all, it's all about aesthetics now. If I'm going to compete, I have to look good. So, you know. Have you thought about getting plastic surgery on that mug? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going to change that. Yeah. I mean, it's Mo Sislak over here. Yeah. <laughs> you are an ugly, <laughs> ugly man. Thank you, sir. 
<laughs> Losing, uh, getting, sw- getting, uh, getting jacked is not going to change that. That's right. One thing getting jacked won't fix. You're always going to be a troll to me. <laughs> <laughs> All of you. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, trying to think. Uh, it was, uh, it was weird getting back in there and lifting again, and wanting to. Just stack the bar up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really That's one of the best just, feelings. Just try it out and see what happens, but I would have hurt myself and I'd be really sore. I'm not really all that sore today. You'll have delayed onset. It'll be bad. It'll be worse two days from now. Well, Friday's when I first went back. Oh, so you, that, then tomorrow will be. And then today I went again. I mean, it's sore. There's soreness, but it's not. I can't walk like it was the first right. time I went back to. So you squatted? Yeah, squatted okay. both days. Well, well, but all the yoga you've been doing has helped that. Like people who go from inactivity to lifting weights, you're really paying the iron price for that one because yeah. you're not taking, you're not, you're not sitting down to take a shit. You're not doing anything. Like it was so. I remember the after the first time, it was so hard to shit. I mean, you're just like you fall under the oh, toilet yeah. and you're fucking. My, my day two or three is going to be bad. Yeah, you're you're definitely have that delayed on. So oh, yeah. you know, it's the uh, all the damage you've done. With all the lactic acid working in there and all the, re- see, it's not that it's the damage that that doesn't hurt so much. It's the repair because your body's repairing all the damage you've done, and it's trying to tell you, "Don't do that again." <laughs> so it's sending pain signals to your brain. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't, uh, like, I bet a doctor would tell me not to lift weights. I don't see. <laughs> I've been before, and he checked my creatine levels, and he's like, "Those are really high." Do you lift weights? I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Maybe you should dial it back." I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Why the fuck would you tell me that? You know, I mean, I'm not in any day so in any uh, danger of having rhabdo or anything like that. No, I mean that's for people who are on massive amounts of steroids and work out for like 12 hours and fucking straight. That's for CrossFitters. That's like Dana Lynn Bailey, who's on every steroid in the fucking you know that she can think of. And he really loves chucking these people under the bus. No, it's true. These steroid people, but. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Just I'm just saying. I'm just saying that Judge she, Judy, that, that she, uh, judging these she got rhabdo is what I'm saying, and that you know the steroids make you think that you and you can do rhabdo is whenever you your body just, just starts shutting down, eating itself, and yeah. you start pissing blood, orange Kool Aid out. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, that's from steroids. Well, it's well from the steroids working. Yes, the steroids make it possible for you to think that you can just keep going, like. The ironic part about being on massive amounts of anabolics is the fact that you really don't have to work out that hard. Like, you can work out hard, but A, your tendons are not getting as strong as your muscles. B, you don't have to do it that hard. The the, the chemical is making it so your body's going to repair itself to a ridiculous degree. So, you know, again, um, I don't have anything against steroids necessarily, but I think that they engender a lot of danger. Like, and I'm not talking about the the health effects about abusing them. That's self-evident. You know, people take that shit all the time. It's fine. But I'm talking about the shit that it makes you think you can do. And the shit that people who are unaware of the consequences of getting on them are not aware of. You know, so, you know, I can do everything now. Well, you think you can until your body says, I can't do that. Yeah, that's the thing. Down. Like, you're a, you're, you're, the muscles build up so quick that the tendons and ligaments don't have a time to. Exactly. Uh, so, bodybuilders got a lot of torn muscles. They get a, Dorian H had, has, has torn so many. He tore a bicep. Or he tore his rectum. <laughs> he might have. I mean, that happens, that happens to my students a lot. It's like when, when you're all hopped up on adrenaline, when you're beating up some loser, and you can't <laughs> feel your hands. 
so you wind up breaking your knuckles on this yeah. loser because you, you're so hyped up that it's you can't feel and, pain. And what does that loser actually deserve? A broken knuckle? And then you wind on. up in a, you know, with a broken hand, and then you, you're out of commission doing like heavy duty bullying. For and the who's going to bully months. that kid? You, you know? can only yeah. do verbal bullying. You're going to have to ha- have your cronies bully, bully him. Cronies. Like, come on. It's the best word. Fucking. They don't henchmen. know how to bully. The henchmen, they're, they're just. I mean, they, they might. They're there to follow orders. They might, yeah. They might, you know. They might they, throw, throw a couple wads of paper at him, humiliate him a little bit. But they're they got not going to. The phys- they got the physical part down. But the, the, half of bullying is mental. They're not. Gonna, knows they're that. not going to grind it out the way you know, the way a a, a, train, a, Kai, a, a trained bully would, right. would do. Yeah, Cobra Kai all the way. Fucking amen. I still haven't watched season two. I haven't watched any. Of I haven't seen season one. Well, you're you're telling me shit. it's free, right? It's on. It's on YouTube. YouTube. Free I think there? season one is on YouTube for free. I tried I to might watch it. Work. I think they might both be free now. They're oh, not. I tried boy. yesterday. No. Season this is really good. Creative, sir. By the way, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> season two is good. Really great. <laughs> I'm sure season two is good. Um, yeah, I took a nice little dose of Kratom. I'm starting. To Did you take Levi's or you take Kratom? I took uh, Iron brought. Yeah. I'll take Levi's too if you want. Levi's, to. well, I mean, take it. I don't care. I, I stacked I mean, it. I'll dump it down my throat. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, just, I have taken so much. That is a that is a half a kilo, and I have maybe a quarter left. I've taken a quarter of a kilo in like fucking two weeks. Three, three quarters of kilo. Yeah, That's I've been crazy. fucking killing it. Like because I, I I took too much at first, and then I was kind of depressed at one point. I'm like, well, I'll take this to help get me going. And next thing you know, hey, I need it every four hours, or I go into TTs. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I take it Get a in the lot, shakes. but I've never had... Yeah, you have. Have you had that feeling in your legs where you're like, you feel kind of crummy, you know, and... I, and, I get and, sleepy as all happens to me. Then you've had DTs. And then... Yeah. And then I take a It's nap. not extreme. It's just, I know that's what it is. Then you, know, you pay so. the polyester price. <laughs> then you pay the green powder price. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to be real annoying about the... Gym stuff right now. Just, yeah, he fun. took a he took a selfie, took a selfie with his face in it. Yeah, with at half, the gym, half of my face. In it. Well, well, the joke is Aaron's upside down yeah, on the inversion table. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love inversion. Himself the first time he saw it. That's what's hilarious to me. He's like, "Oh, that's great," and then he's like, "Oh, I didn't see myself." <laughs> yeah, there's. <laughs> That's the joke. Is, it's the best is, I love it. Aaron's upside down on the inversion table. <laughs> Tremendous. I'm going to use it every day. What oh yeah, me? I did it for like 15 seconds. You should do that fucking great. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be on that inversion table without your Batman onesie on. <laughs> I know, right? I saw so many onesies that Aaron could have got, and Elena would have murdered me. <laughs> they have, She's coming around to the. They idea. have the Ralphie onesie at uh, Walmart. Oh shit! The the money rabbit. Oh. That Ralphie, his aunt made it or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I want to be real annoying. It's like a pink well, I want, nightmare. I want people to unfollow me or maybe even delete me. That's how annoying <laughs> I want to be. About. I've not. I, I've forgotten how to log on to my Instagram. I forgot the password and I can't get it on my email. It's actually a blessing. It should be linked to your Facebook. Stuff. I've logged off Facebook too. Um, but you could get on Facebook to log on it probably. I don't even know if I remember my Facebook pa- Facebook password at this moment, but um, I, but it's good. Like I, I watched a video that said a lot of your 
improvement, your self improvement should be in the dark. Like you know, you, you shouldn't tell everybody. That's about what it, I did so. for for an entire year, and all of a sudden I'm a debutante. But how will people <laughs> making my debut? Look at me. <laughs> But how will people know that you're paying the iron price and yeah. that you rise and grind? When and I you yeah. take taking pictures off. and then I post them all at once, like, "Hey, eat it." <laughs> um, <laughs> you do a, you do a story that has like a thousand little dots. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it week to week. Like I've got four pictures, which I am not showing. I mean, they're goddamn. It's like when I lift and I'm pumped, I can tell I have a lot of muscle mass, you know. But my waist is so terrible that. When I have a shirt on, the illusion, you know, it's not an illusion. It's just, you know, not having to see this, this is apparent. But when you take your shirt off, it's not apparent. Like, you're with a big, thick waist, you look awful. So, it's coming down. Like, I've already got stretch marks here and on my stomach and stuff. So, that's obvious. I'm down two, 254 from 262 in a month. So, um, it's, it's really good. slow. Well, that's the way to do it. So, I've been trying to I actually had a fast day yesterday Which was not bad You didn't eat at all <laughs> I've done that accidentally 24 hours uh, Like on Saturday I'll eat at 8 o'clock Then I want to eat again Until 8 o'clock Sunday Yeah Because you don't feel like Fucking doing it I think that's natural I mean in, yeah. the, in the natural state of man They're not always going to be eating Like the thing with bodybuilders I gotta eat every two hours In, in the wild Would that happen? Would you be no. like Hey there's another deer over here I just killed No That is a process That is a fucking Endeavor to go kill a fucking animal. They had to then, freaking uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they have to like chase the deer and then like and then, tackle the deer and then butcher it, and get into a fucking wrestling match with the deer, I'll, fight off the other deer? Yeah, right. A lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, you know, you gotta think about it like how I would do it in a group of people is you have you'd have like a, a, a deer trail with a log laying over something, and have your best spearsman hiding behind the log, and have the other guys herd the deer towards him. Right. So when it jumps over the log. You know, you'd set little traps like that. Sure, and that that takes a lot of a lot of energy. Maybe have a slightly domesticated wolf just waiting for a meal yeah, with you, you. If so you, if you're yeah, if you're advanced enough to have have golden wolves on your on your team, golden wolves. I, I've been calling Bub the Golden Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Bub is, yeah, it's great. Bub, Bub is very representative of dogs. He's like he's the ideal dog. He's what dogs wish they could be. <laughs> like my parents' dog. I was up there the other day. My mom. They got a leather couch. The dog can't wet, lay on the leather couch because it's too cold. So they have to put a fucking blanket. And I looked at that thing and I said, are you fucking kidding me with this thing? And they're like, what? I was just like, that is a gray wolf genetically. Look what you fucking done to it. You know? <laughs> and I'm, and I'm oh, guessing, he's just a baby. And I'm, I'm like, guessing oh, that yeah, okay. the house isn't like, isn't heated, uh, you know. Cheaply, like like it's it's up to a reasonable temperature. It's there. not bad. They keep it, you know. Harry's on that thermostat, but he's typical dad, you know. Touch yeah. it, you, hey. But it's you know, not. But, um, yeah, it's not in the. It's not in the forties in there. No, and um, <laughs> for a while, she had to go lay on another couch <laughs> because, and then they figured it out. So then she's smart. She's a brilliant dog, you know. So she knew that when she laid the blanket on there, it wasn't gonna be as cold. So she started getting up there. But she'll sit there in front of my mom and whine if the if the blanket isn't good enough, like where she's actually touching some of it. It's I'm like. Just over here, like, are are you fucking insane? What what are you doing with this thing? What kind of dog is it? A Boston Terrier. So Aww. it's yeah, it's a cute dog, and she's sweet. I mean, she's a really good dog. She's living her best life. Yeah, she's fine. Well, she's not a good dog. Like she, my daughter drives my daughter crazy too because she's of the same mind I am. The dog needs to be a dog. You can love him, but it still needs to be a dog. And every time my parents would eat, 
and still do, the dog would come up and have this shrill, high-pitched bark so she would be fed. You know, and when she would do it to us, I would yell at her and tell her to go away. So she didn't do it anymore. I was like, it's that simple. It's that simple to break that behavior. You don't get to be fed until I'm fed. And even then, I'm probably not going to give you anything. You know, you have kibble in your fucking bowl. That's the way it goes. You know, so they took her to obedience school, which was fucking laughable. And, you know, and then my daughter thought that was so hilarious that she has Dodie's, is the name of the dog's obedience certificate for completing in a frame on her wall because she thinks it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was a Christmas present my mom gave her one year. It was, it's like a lot of college degrees that get, yeah. get handed out. <laughs> yeah. It's really useless. Yeah. Um, this person jumped through some hoops for a couple yeah. years. They didn't learn anything. Yeah. There's a John Mulaney bit where he they have like a French bulldog. It, they're they're that they're them Boston Terriers are like the same dog. I yeah, mean, they're pretty much. Well, and they brought over this like behavioral person, and, and she's basically like, "This dog doesn't fucking respect you." <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. But one thing that she was like, "You don't feed the dog before you eat." That's like dogs one one. Like right. it has no respect for you. Guys. Exactly, <laughs> it runs this house. It needs to know its place in the pack. Yeah, it's like Bill Burr was saying. He's just like. He took the pit bull in for obedience training and like, well, why don't you take me through the day with this dog? He's like, well, I take her out for a walk. She takes a shit. And then I let her run up the stairs. And then I wrestle with her, ah, you know, get to the top. He's just like, that's good, right? No, that's terrible. <laughs> what you're teaching the dog is that she needs to run up, claim the territory, and fight to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder this thing's fucking got that game six look in her fucking eyes, looking like Mike Singletary. You know, <laughs> this is what we play for. Um, no, I, I just like the cat, but I'm no, I'm no better with the cat. The cat runs my life. I mean, she wakes me up. If she's hungry, she jumps up on my chest and licks my face until I wake up and I push her off and I push her off and she just can't take no for an answer. So I get up, I feed her, I lay back down. She's one, you know, so she has emerged victorious. <laughs> the cat is intelligent and she's fat as fuck. So obviously she's one. So <laughs> cats, cats are <laughs> It's a different psychological world with a cat. Well, they're still wild. So Yeah, they, they don't, you know. They tolerate you. You're, they, you're, they, you're, you're convenient you're, no, nothing, nothing that you do correctly is going to make that animal respect you. <laughs> <laughs> you're a peasant. What are you doing? Yeah. You might, you might improve your relationship with it, but it's never going like, to actually respect you. <laughs> well, but I do like little things with her. Like every, the thing now is I come in and I pick her up and we look out the window for birds. And she'll, you know. And she'll purr and all that stuff. And that's what she likes to do. Yeah. For a few minutes. And then she wants to be put down. But do, you want, do you want to let her go outside and kill some birds, though? A little bit? She would be hopeless at that. Nah, she'd get some birds. After after a few few days of trying... Her she belly did, drags she, the ground. What she, the, yeah, but after a few <laughs> days of going out there and chasing, she would, she'd get something. I'm reasonably sure I have mice in my house. I'm sure she just looks at them. We had a mouse in our apartment, Rolling. I was like, oh, this is her moment, you know? This is what we've this been working on. This is your thing. This is Never the thing that you're supposed to do. Never fucking saw that thing. <laughs> fucking piece home. of shit. I was expecting to come home to a dead mouse at the right. door. Nope. She, I think she was aware of it. She was hanging out with it. Dead was, up. She, she just expected to come home to, like, bad EDM music. I, come on, dead I, mouse. Come on. I got into a little Anybody? battle. A little battle. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> a little uh, uh, behavior battle with my cat because she's... She's getting a little bit lazy. She's getting a little older, and she's still in great shape. But um, you know, she just she meows at me when she wants food, and that happens two or three times a day. And I just give her a little bit so she doesn't, you know, get fat. Right. And um, and she's normally like a really good mouser, like kills rats. She's she's killed and eaten 
rabbits before. And she's not a big cat. Yeah. And she's very she's very tame and friendly. But she's always been a good been good at keeping the rodents and she go crawls into the house and gets them and that's awesome. And, but she hadn't been doing it and I've been I developed a little bit of a rodent problem because it's a big house and there's lots of holes in it and and I was like, what the, what the fuck, Minka? Why aren't you going to work? It's like, okay, I know what it is. I'll just stop feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> and with, with within, like, not even a 24-hour fast, I didn't feed her, like, for a couple of sessions. And the next day I got up and there was a mouse laying right by my rug, uh, a, a small rat laying right by my rug. I said, okay, here you go. I gave her some food. Hell yeah. She, get, she, get, she picked up what you were putting down. She's, well, she, yeah, it's, more, it's more like, oh, fuck, I'm hungry. I guess I better <laughs> go find another source. Because in the summertime, I won't see her for weeks. She'll just go hang out in the garden and eat moles for weeks. And I will literally, God, I hope she's still alive. See this? She just lives off. She'll she'll go in these like wild faces, and she comes in, and her eyes are like <laughs> thousand yard stare. They're you've like been razor. In they're like, they look like they're like razor thin, and yeah. she's just like all yeah. fucking strung out and like just high on being wild. <laughs> I've seen some fucking so shit. Awesome. <laughs> like she's yeah, she's not the same animal. She's like the street life ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's happy. She's buzzed up, but she just she's just you know. That's funny. She's, she's ready to chill for a bit when she, she comes back. She's ready to take a fight. It's she, awesome. We'll see what she's looking like Conor McGregor after he cut weight. Five. <laughs> <laughs> eyes kind of sunken in a little bit. No, I, that's one of the things I like though about human beings with animals is that partnership. Not not spoiling them and and and, and anthropomorphizing, but really making them do what they're supposed to do, and they're happier that way. It, so it, it being a symbiotic relationship, that's why we have cats. Right. We need them to protect the grain from the rodents and ferrets. That's why we have dogs because we yeah. need them to protect us or to help us hunt. Or, you know, and that's why we have you know most of. You know, most of the pets, the oldest ones, the ones that have the longest relationship with human beings, is right. like they they are, are, have a symbiotic relationship with us. It's a, it's an ecology. It's right. like we're working together. I'll take care of you. You take care of me. I mean, that's and it makes me wonder what other animals. I mean, elephants we've domesticated. Giraffes. Um, yeah, they could be used in cities. Llamas. Sure. Well, llamas. Yeah, the Aztecs and the and the Incas use those. Um. Tigers, we've domesticated tigers. Yeah, uh, it's not possible. <laughs> they will still eat you. Zebras, uh, that's been done. Actually, I don't think it has. I don't think you can break a zebra. You ha- I've always heard you can't. You can you can train them, but you can't tame them. There's a yeah. difference. Like, like you, you can't get them to let sort of like you a ride wolf. Them. Yes, they're not tameable. Never, like uh, never any big cat is not tameable. It is trainable. Um, what a, about a Ernest com- Miller? Is there- <laughs> <laughs> Somebody oh. call my mama. Elena's laughing, but she doesn't get it. <laughs> like Aaron gets it though. I remember Bill Goldberg beat him in thirty seconds. Yeah, well, um, Bill Goldberg beat everybody in thirty seconds. Yeah, I was watching. That. He was booked really strong. <laughs> he was <laughs> fucking when he beat Disco Inferno and Doss Wunderkind. <laughs> was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was an animal beating the monkey situation. Um, no, I just. Otter, I think that weasels we can do that with. Otters, uh, I think uh, some Native American society had trained otters. Badgers, otters are no, no. Um, okay, there, so 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 otters. I think it's otters. There's um, in some place in Asia where they live on the water everywhere, where it's like monsoon season or something. They there's there's a small group of people that still do this, and they 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 keep otters. As pets, mm-hmm. and they and they train them to fish. Awesome. And I forget exactly how so they, cool. they use noises or something, and they let the otters out of the boxes, and they go every morning and go and catch the fish and oh. bring them back. So they have otter boxes. <laughs> oh, uh, this yeah. guy it's on I, fire! I, I wish I could. I wish I could think of the thing to search for to find this video or whatever because it was amazing. That is like Native Americans use badgers, uh, and 
I, I, there was a, I don't know if you could do that with Wolverines. I think they're a little bit too aggressive of a species. But. Otter boxes. Thank you. <laughs> I'll edit that to make it sound like I did that right afterwards. The Egyptians had cheetahs. Uh, they had learned to, for birds, birds and rabbits and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's a definite a, a cool thing. I, I put that in my fantasy writing that you know there was a a group of people in this place that was like Africa who had bred and and train these giant lions like they had bred them to be bigger you know they had black manes it was a really cool idea uh, never finished it of course but <laughs> why would you finish it <laughs> why would I do that raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens it's time for favorite Bright things you queers petals and warm woolen mittens brown paper packages tied up with strings my shoulder's a little bit sore from doing the uh, overhead press it's, it's like a, it's like that good kind of sort. Is it from where you rose and grinded? Yeah, it's from where I was rose and ground, rose and ground. You gotta put a picture of a rose and coffee grind. It's that nice kind of soreness. You know the soreness we're talking about. The uh, you know when you pay the iron price. Yeah. You really rise and grind, and you know, take no days off. Uh, when the goal rent is, is always due, <laughs> when, when, the, when the goal is is centered on being swole, swole is the goal. I don't know if you guys know that. You can expect your whole body to be sore, whole and swole, sore. My back feels great though. Yeah, after doing the deadlifts, it's fucking. I love deadlifts. I miss I them still, so I still, much. I still do those. Yeah, I miss great. deadlifts. So I still much. do them with lots of weight. Um, would you do them with vim and vigor as well? With vigor. As a JFK would say, yeah. <laughs> salute your Vega. Favorite things, Chuck, to kick us off. Okay. Um, of course, uh, reading The Wheel of Time, I'm halfway through the fourth book. Uh, again, I don't like the writing, but some of the character and the characters are sometimes bad, but the stuff he's created, the societies, the nations, all that stuff are really cool. This book, I had forgotten, is really got a lot to do with the Aiel in it, which I love them. They're. Warrior Society, and one of the coolest parts of the whole series is to be a clan chief, you have to go down to this place called Ruidian, and it's this, oh Ruidian, and it's this city in the bottom of this valley, like mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's up past twenty mile, it, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's near Bintree, <laughs> it's mist shrouded, it's like this thing, and clan chiefs go down there, go through this, uh, in this world, the one power is a magic thing. So there's a thing, and you can use different things to make the one power stronger or to do things with it. But there are things they make where anybody can use it. And one of these things is uh, it's called a terangrial, and you go through it. And this whole thing is giving you the history of the Aiel and how they became what they are. Like, in this series, you have to understand that the Aiel are a peerless warrior society. They, they're feared in the whole, like, even the, the monsters fear them. They will not come into the Aiel waste. They're hmm. terrified of them. So, um, the chiefs have to go through and figure this out, and to find out that they haven't always been this way is too much for them, and they just die. They can't. They can't handle it. So, Rand goes through it, and he sees it. The main character, and it goes from this time of this golden age where there was all this high technology and stuff, and just takes you backward through each thing and shows you how they got there. It is the coolest fucking thing because it's it's told through the eyes of a person who's from that generation. And you get to see one of the coolest things is that uh, the first time they killed somebody, because they were this group of people who were 
completely nonviolent. They were pacifists. They wouldn't even fight to defend themselves. So this after this horrible thing called the breaking of the world, I'm losing you guys. I know. No, 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 you're not. It's interesting to me. But um, after the breaking of the world, they have these wagons and they're trying to find this place where it's going to be safe for them. Well, these guys, this group of raiders just come and takes their women. So this guy leads a group of like three or four men to go get them back, you know, just sneak them out and, but in the process of it, one of them picks up a spear and kills somebody, the guy whose eyes you're seeing through. And they get back to the camp and say, well, how'd you get them out? You know, you sneak them out, they're coming after us. I said, they can't, they're dead. They said, well, how'd that happen? And they said that Aram did it, and they pointed at him. And bunch of snitches. And then his, like, he was young. Now, in this story, uh, do uh, snitches... Uh, they got snitches. Oh, they get snitches. Okay. I just want to make sure. But um, the coolest thing about it is the Aiel in the, in the, in the current time... They do a thing where they veil their faces before they kill you. Like they have a uh, black veil they put on. Sorry. And um, black veil. The reason that happened, and I thought this was really awesome, is that the guy who killed somebody, his mom looked at him and said, I'm sorry. And she's just like, I don't know. She's like, I want you to veil your face. You can't talk to me because I had a son that looked like that one time and he is dead to me. So after that, then you had a group of the Aiel who were still pacifists, and then you had the other Aiel who had spears and learned how to fight, so protecting them. You know, and they were still together, but the other Aiel, the peaceful Aiel, would not even acknowledge their existence. So by the time they had gotten to the Aiel Waste, which they call the Threefold Land, which is a, a test, a hardening place, and a, and a punishment. That's I what they call you, it. i got a place that's hardening right now with me <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> Um, really getting chubbed up over here. <laughs> they they have gotten there, and then they have just become this awesome group, you know. So I, I really love that. Like I was, you know, that's one of the things I read the series again for because I love when they go through that stuff. And this story has plenty of. It doesn't go by the rule of gods and clods. You have to have people it's it's a big professional wrestling contest you mm-hmm. know it's who's the baddest you know and show sure enough george <laughs> <laughs> kiss my converse uh who's the greatest <laughs> show enough but show gonna holler george r. r martin does can do that very well like you have the mountain that rides versus the hound all these heavyweight battles you know whatever but this everybody's tough you know so it's like well that's not interesting you know so um I don't know, man. It's just if everybody's tough, then nobody's tough. Exactly. So, you know, like Lan is is a guy that gets cast an Asian guy, which I always saw him in kind of Asian. He's this last group of from this kingdom called Malkir, and he's he was he didn't get a a, a teddy bear or anything in his crib. They put a sword in his crib with him, Ooh. and you know he he from the time he could walk. That reminds me, Dad. My dad put a dumbbell in my uh, crib. He did not. Yeah. <laughs> he knew. That I guess was, this is in my in my veins. You know, he knew that Swole was the goal. Fitness. <laughs> He did have me lifting weights when I was like eight years old. Not a great idea. I would have been six foot seven. I don't think that's. I don't think there's any evidence for that. Oh, I know. I'm just saying stuff. We had we had those. Uh, he, he bought a machine like with the tension bands, mm-hmm. which in the '80s that was all the rage. That's a better idea for a kid. for a kid. Yeah, yeah. It, it worked out okay. I was pretty strong for an eight year old. You know. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. They say you're not supposed to lift because the only sport I was playing at that time was baseball. Right. You know, they say you're not supposed to really lift all that much in baseball, but he had he had he had eyes. He saw, he saw me. He's like, "This is a this is a uh, this is an offensive lineman." Right. I've ever seen. <laughs> it. Was he feeding you raw liver? And shit? <laughs> yeah. Remember that guy, the fucking guy, who played for the Raiders, and his dad 
it didn't even allow him to have a, a, a walking thing, so he would have to learn how to walk. I mean, he from the it, time it was, he was it, born, it yeah. was morbid. I mean, and it worked. The kid was fucking awesome. I mean, it's the same thing his as dad the, hated the Williams sisters or Tiger Woods from the time they could walk. Yeah, they but they were this. They he was way more extreme with his son. Like it was yeah. really bad. It was abuse. I consider it abuse. But anyway, there was that, and. Uh, you know, I, I just love the IO in action. Like, you know, they're in this place and their sense of humor is, is like very gallows humor all the time. Like they're getting ready to hang one of them because he's done something. And Rand is the main character who has to hang him. He's like, you murdered somebody over this. I have to hang you. He's like, okay, well, when do I have to be hanged? It's like, well, at the end of the day, he's like, okay, I'll be there. And, <laughs> and then they put the noose on him. And right before he, he, he looks at it, he said, I wonder if my neck will... You know, I wonder if this uh, rope will break before my neck. And then all the other I, you laugh. Like, they've, they've come to the hanging. Like, yeah, that's a great sense of humor. And he hangs. And they're like, oh. And it's yeah, one he's of, a nice guy. It's one what of the best do? sayings. Is like, Perrin had to go back to uh, where they were from. And he had an aisle with him named Gaul. And they had to go to this place called The Ways. And it's cursed. And there's monsters in it. And there's it's a horrible, you know, it's it's almost certain death to go into it. <clears throat> and. He uh, Perrin told him, he's like, we have to go through the ways. And the Ayo kind of looked at him and said, and he's like, well, is that bother you? He said, no, death comes for everybody. He's like, well, you know, <laughs> let's go. You know, he didn't want, he wasn't afraid of it. So nobody gets out alive. Exactly. I mean, it's a, they're really, I can't wait to see how they're going to do them on the show. So when are we expecting the show? It's an Amazon. Next year. But they won't even be in season one, I don't think. Because they're, they don't come into like book three. Are they going to do a slow roll with this show? You think they're actually going to try to take it seriously and compete with uh, not really compete with Game of Thrones, but um, it has potential to compete with Game of Thrones because I think it is probably more adaptable to TV. It's got a bunch of cool concepts. If you know if Bezos greenlit this, Jeff Bezos, if he likes it, he's going to chuck all the cash behind it. Too. Well, sure. I mean, it's not it's like they're not. Get it. And there's going to have to be there's at least one character that's going to have to be CGI all the time. So, you know, it's a giant eight, well, a ten foot creature. Now they with, shoot that with, with big ears, and <laughs> you can. But I mean, it's you know, Tom Cruise is in the Baby Yoda. In the Baby Yoda, <laughs> he's actually right. in the cast yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, not even two feet tall. That Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that, that, all, all the all the stuff from all the movies he did was just like perspective, special, perspective, yeah. and special effects to make him look like a normal sized person. Yeah. Right. It's pretty amazing. Didn't they do that in? Uh, they did do that in in interview with the vampire. Interview with vampire because yeah. uh, had- Brad Pitt is a normal sized man, <laughs> five ten eleven, and Tom Cruise is a homunculus. He is a homunculus. <laughs> he is a uh, he's just a little guy, a little fella, he's a little fella. Look, look at him. Would you look at old Tom Cruise there? He's like, hey, <laughs> hey guys, you do a better Tom Cruise than me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just kind of got to grin and say positive things yeah. and la- laugh awkwardly. <laughs> Jump I'm in love with Katie Holmes. Jump up and down on things. Is that your is that, is that your final favorite thing anymore? Did you see anything new? Did you, uh, you you told me you bought Die Hard this morning? I did. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah that is very. exciting. I'm going to watch Die Hard yeah. later yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> I love Alan Rickman in that. Uh, I was actually trying to put together an Alan Rickman impression. Did you watch amazing. Did you watch the uh, the movies that made us about it? I have not. It's good. I'm sure it is. I mean, all of them are. Even John the, McTiernan is great. He's a great director. Even the one about. Uh, Dirty Dancing was great. Sure, sure it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> the, the behind-the-scenes shit about Nobody how he puts baby in a corner. Jennifer Grey and him hate each other because oh, they sure, didn't get yeah, along on yeah. uh, Red Dawn. I've heard <laughs> Red Dawn is a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, 
I, and you know what? I like Dirty Dancing. It's a good fucking movie. Actually, I don't dislike Dirty Dancing. I, it's a fine I movie. Like it. it's not a bad Dirty Dancing and Vanna Nights, on the other hand, pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best way to make to make yourself like Dirty Dancing, if you don't think that you do, is just imagine that somewhere in one of those dance moves, Patrick Swayze does the does the, the pull the pull the throat of death out on well, the, what on you want to do is you want to imagine it as a prequel to Roadhouse, Roadhouse. because yeah. dancing and martial arts are kissing cousins. Yeah. They are fucking cousins. Yeah, if you're serious enough. Yeah. yeah well, that's you really want to get in thing. there. I was watching Point Break. The yeah, other you day. were. I've been watching it a few times, actually. And uh, Is it the new Cobra? Is Point Break the new Cobra? The new Cobra? Cobra. Remember you just watch Cobra all oh. the time? <laughs> no, nothing's the new Cobra. <laughs> no, I still watch Cobra. I, I, quite religiously. <laughs> I take little breaks. <laughs> um, but I always come back to Cobra. <laughs> God, it's so awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, you made you didn't make us watch it. Me and John and you watched it that one night. We were it's like, so bad, it's enjoyable. I really enjoy this, but there's not anything really good about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm, I'm Cobra. I'm John Cobretti. No, Marion Cobretti. Marion, excuse me. Officially make that one of Chuck's favorite things, and in ours too, I would imagine, is bad movies that are great. Absolutely. Yeah. That they try to be good, but they're just terrible. It's like, he's like you're not, you're never going to recommend that you watch this movie because it's good. Exactly. But you're going to watch it a bunch. Right. No, like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't even recommend people watching like, uh, Cobra or The Room or uh, what's another, Mac and Me alone. You wouldn't watch it around your friends right. and you want a mystery science theater through the entire Atlantic thing. Rim. Did you hear about that? Oh one? God, Tretch is in it from Tretch from, from Naughty by Nature. Not because I hate you. <laughs> you talk about a lump of shit. Holy fuck! Wasn't that one of the ones that uh, that was uh, like along the same lines as a Sharknado? That they know what they're doing. I don't think so. You know? I, everybody seemed to go into it with a lot of earnestness. I love like the Troll movie, Troll Two. Sure. Like they I've never got. The, I've never. They seen thought it. they were going to make this amazing thing. You know. You know the story. Like. There's a documentary about it. You don't, yeah. need, you don't yeah. want to watch I've the movie. Seen that. You don't need to watch the movie. You want to watch the documentary. Yeah. yeah. What they I've were doing. That. The guy's so likable. The guy who was in it. The he's dentist, awesome. The yeah. dentist. <laughs> they were yeah. just shooting scenes, and it was going to be released in Italy. It was never supposed to be released over here. And they were in, in Italy, they were going to overdub with their own with their own um, dialogue. Yeah. And it was going to be about a completely different thing. There's no, it's not even about a troll in Troll 2. Right. Is, what is what is the, the the monster or whatever? I have so, no. It's actually... Aren't they little trolls? Or little... Goblet. It's, it's a goblin. Like no, a goblin. it's not a Gremlins thing. It's a fucking... It's it's Because they're in a... They're in a, um, a town called Noglib. Nolgib or something. So... It, it's a goblin backwards or yeah, something. Goblin yeah, it's goblin backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, the, but the movie's called Troll 2. Yeah. And, I and it has nothing to do with Troll. And, and it doesn't have a prequel. There is there is a Troll. There is a Troll but movie. It, but it's not. But it has nothing to do with it. They just wanted to call it Troll 2. <laughs> it's like Tom Segura. His first uh, comedy album was called Thrilled. And he has the, his, the cover of it is him doing the thriller pose. Like, oh, yeah. And he wanted to call it Thriller 2. And they're like, you probably can do that. Like Thriller 2, like a sequel to Thriller. Right. But... You might get sued, and you can't afford to get sued by Michael Jackson's no, estate. No. <laughs> <laughs> so he called it thrilled. Yeah, pretty funny. If, if you like comedy, good one. I guess. Yeah. Um, I like Tom Segura. Uh, I'm trying to think of another thing where the title. There's so, so many movies that have the same titles, like songs have the same title. Like you can't really, um. Copyright a title Right You know There's only so many words yeah. In the English language That you know What 
some point you're going to have to reuse some of them. But the thing about terrible movies is that sometimes they're on on paper they're going to be terrible, like Critters. On paper, it's awful. A intergalactic group of monsters come to a farm to a midwestern town and a farmhouse and all this stuff. It seems like it should be shit. It's fucking good. It is a good movie. Like it's. It does what it's supposed to do very well. Like, you know, the the characters are three dimensional. You know, everybody acts really good. I mean, like, um, if, yeah. If, I mean, if you read the script for Star Wars: A New Hope, you're going to be like, "This is going to be troll too." <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> and it, in a sense, it kind of was. I mean, <laughs> let's just except, be fair. Except they nailed the special effects for, for what they had, and the they actors did. were good. Right. Man, I'm I'm totally worried about that. I watched the, the Star Wars. I watched. Um, the New Hope a few weeks ago. It's not good. Well, it takes you out of it whenever it goes because it's the it's the I've, I don't know that I've ever seen not since I was a little kid seen the original 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 right. version. And Abrams wanted to release it, didn't he? He was wanting he's petitioning to have them all put back out, all right? Without all the stuff that he added in 1997. I mean, seeing the CGI job of the hut, it just yeah. looks so stupid. Yeah, CGI stupid. Yoda, yeah, and it's crappy. No, CGI. I like the CGI Yoda. When, when, no, in the second one, Yoda wasn't in the first one. They did not re CGI him. For, they did not re CGI him. Back so it was, it was it was just Jabba the Hutt that took me out of it. Yes, just sliming around like just. And then they give had me a the puppet. fucking dance scene. Yeah, in, in scene, fucking Return yeah. of the Jedi. That is the what? What do they call it? A more wretched hive of scum and villainy. I mean, that is that is that place. And they, then and they're they, going to do a dance number and yeah. sing. <laughs> they, had, <laughs> they had to Jar Jar Binksify it. Yeah, they, they did. Or, they really fucking did. <laughs> God, it's horrible. That's why George Lucas is he, he got to the point where he was so powerful for making that movie that when he was first in the in the in the industry, people could look at him and say, You're not making that because it's fucking stupid. This but otherwise the ideas are great. He had gotten to the point where he's George Lucas, we can't tell him that anymore. You know? That's why we get the prequels. Complete garbage. Like just so bad. I mean that that was that was really a sign right there that that it's time. Like he, he, George should, George should Luke, he should be put down. Should resign. <laughs> no, he should be euthanized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, well, Pat Norton said he wanted to go back in time and kill George Lucas with a snow shovel so he couldn't make the prequels. <laughs> he actually did a fairly decent George Lucas impression. <laughs> have you ever heard that bit? I'm sure I have. It's on werewolves and lollipops. It's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm. I watched the uh, last, Je- last not last Jedi, but uh, the second of the new prequel. Um, yeah, it is last. Attack Jedi. of the Clones. It is the last Jedi. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched it the other night, and there's a lot that's great. Yeah, there is. They and nailed they nailed the old school aesthetics. Yes, they did. The yeah. music, they did very much. The way yeah. it looks. The way everybody, as soon as you meet, you're in love and you're best friends. Sure. It's the same way in every Star Wars movie. I like that about the Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Rose and uh, Finn, they're homies from the. First time they meet, and then they're right. going to fall in love, and you, and you know that's going to happen because that's what happens in all of them. Right. And the soundtrack, know that. the soundtrack is original, yeah. yet yet similar enough to the original movies that it's nostalgic. Hey, John Williams, yeah, he's going to nail it every time. I mean, he's he, yeah, he's still got it. He does. I love the big fight scene with in the, the red room with the red room. The, yeah, that okay, was that's one place we're going to disagree. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. You I just do, don't I, like it that Snoke was so easy to kill. Well, there's that. There's that. But he it, was very easy but it to looked kill. So he was definitely not Steven Seagal. Soundstage. No, not at all. I mean, it was just so. I don't know. It was just too crisp. It was too. There was not enough grit to it. I, no. I wanted it to be a little bit more gritty. So, so like, there's a great fight scene in the new episode of Mandalorian. 
It's uh, that would probably be right up your alley. Have you sure. seen it yet? No. Okay. I, I need. I, well, I, I, Tuesday and Wednesday I'm off, so I'll sit down and watch it. Um, it's 39 minutes. You got time. And it's got Billy Redface. Yeah. Being Billy Redface, all up in it. <laughs> and an imperial sharpshooter. Yeah, he was an imperial. And they made a joke about that. I actually read the joke. Yeah. Like they were, like oh, oh, you were, huh? He's like he said what it was he said um well that uh, that doesn't worry me at all. I wasn't a stormtrooper, you <laughs> wise ass. <laughs> Cuz the, the fuckers were terrible. All right. Elena, you got any favorite things? Go, 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 go. Hurry, hurry. Put the mic in her face. Put the mic in her face like a dick. Like robot a big dick, black robot dick. dick. Like a big ah. black dick. Do it. Do it. Do it. I've been rewatching uh, the Great British Baking Show again. Jesus Christ! Aaron, Aaron asked me if I've been watching it, and I was like, "No, I'm a man." It. No, everyone should watch it. It's amazing. What's, What's funny is I can't remember who wins What's every it called season. Again? The Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Um. So I do like cooking shows. Like, I'll be yeah, honest. Well, the 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 contestants are so sweet. They're so British. It hurts your face sometimes. You're like, oh, look at those teeth. But <laughs> everyone is so nice. And like at some points, they'll just help each other. And at the end, they literally just went a cake stand and some flowers. That's it. <laughs> There's no big prize. That's it. And it's amazing. And it, I just love it. That's very British, though. It is. Yeah. It, it's a BBC show. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been rewatching because I've watched everything on there. That's that what about show. like Nailed It? That show with the what's her face, Nicole Byer, I think. Hosted. I started it. But it's like people that bake and they just fuck everything up. Yeah. <laughs> everything gets fucked up. Like, they're trying to make this elaborate, awesome-looking Nightmare Before Christmas cake, and then they just fuck everything up, and it looks like shit. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be so, that'd be so uncomfortable to watch. Well, the two judges, uh, well, originally it was, her name's Mary Berry. Of she's, course. She's fucking old and precious. <laughs> she doesn't like her soggy bottoms on pies. There's, like, T-shirts out there that say that. I sort of need it. But, and then the... The male judge is Paul, his name's Paul Hollywood. He's like known for bread, like that's his gimmick. He has these Paul piercing, is his real name piercing blue eyes. I'm sure it's not okay. Like just it's aggressive, aggressively blue. <laughs> okay, um, but no, it's amazing. I love it. I think everybody should watch it. It's like an hour. You know that I have a uh, uh, Brit box on Amazon. So it's got every British show you can possibly imagine on Faulty that. Towers. Yes. Um, Does it have Black Adder? Black Adder, uh, Black Books, uh, Doctor Who, Kim. every fucking season of Doctor, like the old Doctor Who, oh, all the way back to the peacoat and the big uh, scarf. Yes, with the big Tom Baker. You fucking hair. kidding me? I've been that's I've been wearing that. Fucking that's the shit only out. one I remember because yeah. that's the one we was on PBS because we had PBS when I was a kid and ABC and NBC and CBS. I guess that was it. Yeah, he's so fucking good, twenty mile. Dude. He's so awesome. I don't. I never watched Doctor Who. I've never watched. I think well, he, he was he was the Doctor for like seven years, seven seasons. Isn't that, isn't that the longest? Tenure? It is the longest tenure, and he was the most beloved. Like the new Doctor Who show, they they always have a Tom Baker. Like sooner or later, they're gonna have a Tom Baker appearance, oh, okay. and they're gonna reference Tom Baker. I see it. All right. So yeah, he's great. But I'm saying BritBox, get on there. It has everything. I mean, it's just you know, I pay for it. Does it have Money Python? It does. Sometimes I just turn it on and have it playing in the background. And, Money Python? Yeah. <laughs> just I do that one. with uh, Faulty Towers a lot. Like, there's only three seasons of Faulty Towers, though. Um, yeah, it's what the British shows are like. Let's do three seasons, four episodes apiece, and then we'll call it a fucking day. Yeah. Well, because they have story arcs. And, yeah. You know, and uh, and they're well made. But one of the reasons that show didn't last is that the John Cleese and uh, 
the woman who played Polly, can't remember her name. Um, they were married and had an extremely tempestuous relationship. Like they were just at each other's throats constantly. Junkley seems like a bit of a cunt. I don't think so. I just think he's, I think he's creative, and I think he's you know particular. I mean, that's Monty Python. They they were at each other's throats quite a bit. You know, they because they're all brilliant guys, and they all wanted what they wanted in the show. I like a lot of Monty Python, but a there's a lot of I don't, I don't, like, I don't, I don't get into. I like. Uh, do you remember the Ruddles? They did like a Beatles takeoff that George Harrison helped produce, and it was there was just a band called the Ruddles, and they would they made albums and stuff. I don't remember sort that of at all. Making fun of the Beatles, but not really because you can't really make fun of the Beatles. No. But uh, I remember that when I was a kid. I accidentally got that like their movie instead of uh, instead of the real version of Magical Mystery Tour at the Blockbuster when I was visiting my sister in Cincinnati. Yeah, and uh, I got got it home. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll watch it. It was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> but I really wanted to see Magical Mystery Tour because it's one of the weirdest movies ever. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Beatles death clues in that one. Yeah. Like there's that one scene where John is playing a waiter and there's a fat woman at at the table and he's just shoveling spaghetti onto her plate with a big shovel with a big crazy <laughs> grin on his face. Yeah, like, that's yeah. disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of trip you don't want to have. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever watched, uh, I feel like we've talked about it before, Toast of London? No. It's on Netflix. It's Matt Berry. It's one of my favorite TV shows. Matt Berry is one of the... Uh, He's a, he was a Doctor Who as well, right? I think so. No, you're thinking of Matt Smith. I am yeah, thinking no. of Matt Smith. Matt yeah. It was a good one. Matt Berry. He's one of the vampires on the What We Do in the Shadows, the, the show. Oh, the show. okay, yeah. Which is Incredible also, voice. He is a I still haven't started the show. Theatrical. Oh, it's so good. The best part. So have you seen the movie? Oh, okay. I get Matt what Berry. What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I love it. And the show, they've added another like type of vampire, and it's the soul sucking vampire. And he has a real—I can't remember his name in yeah, the show. I can't remember his name. It's like but it's Paul or something. Yeah, it's something really plain. And he basically works for like the government, and he like feeds off of fluorescent lighting, and he goes and just like talks to fellow employees and sucks the life out of them. Hmm. It's hilarious. He's not like a normal vampire. And this is in the show. Yeah. In the show. Okay, I'm going to try that out probably it's later great. this week. They're only like 30 minutes long. Yeah, they let them do whatever they want on FX. They do. Um, there's that that show. You're the worst is on there. They they cuss all they want on that on there. Of course, always sunny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I think FX is doing a uh, a series, and they might have already started it for uh, a Christmas Carol. They're doing oh, like really? a maybe a five episode series for a Christmas Carol. Doing it probably the way it should have been done in the first place. Take your time and really tell the story. Sure. Instead of an hour and a half movie, but yeah. I like every version of the Christmas Carol I've seen. I like. Yeah, Dickens hated that. Did he? He wrote it. He wrote it to to make money. And he was, really, yeah. Well, he did a good job. Pretty good movie. He's pretty a, good. He's an interesting book and movie. Like he was. He was, of course, a great writer, but he was also. Uh, he did a lot of performances. He would perform his books. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to think. I mean, a, a band's not going to put out a Christmas album because they're really feeling the Yule Yule time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're they're right. They're doing yeah, it because it makes right, money yeah. every year at we that used, time. We used to have uh, quite a few different Christmas albums from country artists, mm -hmm. and it's always them what singing to what sounds like a karaoke backing track, phoning it in. <laughs> like, There's except for except for Kenny Christmas and Dolly. Songs. Yeah, Ken, oh, yeah. Kenny and Dolly. Their Christmas album is fucking maybe the greatest Christmas album of all time. See, not albums, not so much, but Christmas songs. Like one of my favorite 
No Doubt song is a Christmas song. Oi to the world. Oi to the world. I mean, it's. Uh, I've got it. If you want to. No, I heard a good one last night uh, on the way to the, the uh, Christmas party uh, by Loretta Loretta Lynn. Yeah. To heck with old Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> is it in, f- in favor of Jesus? No, it's she doesn't like him. She's like Santa's a dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Last year I hung my stocking by the chimney. She don't sound like she's from Kentucky at all. No. Didn't bring me anything. Well, I wrote a note and I told him what to bring me. But I didn't even hear his sleigh bells ring. So to heck with old Santa Claus. God, she can fucking sing. When he goes dashing through the snow, I hope he falls. <laughs> That's Great. wonderful. That is good. To hit him at his ho 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 with a bunch of big snowballs. The heck with old Santa Claus. Yeah, Loretta Lynn couldn't get it. Oh, was man. she hot? Yeah, she was a cute lady. She wasn't like hot hot. She wasn't like Dolly or anything. God, Dolly, Dolly in nine to five. Yes, mm-hmm. I think I got my first boner. Really? At, at that point? God damn. That and the, and speaking of Doctor Who, one of his. Uh, his people who went with him was this barbarian woman named Leela. Holy fucking balls. And she wasn't even in... I mean, I, I liked what I liked at a very young age, but she wasn't that. But I just remember looking at her like, oh my God. You know, like <laughs> watch her on the TV and being ashamed of the thoughts I was having. Um, but this is, you know, if you guys haven't heard this song, I know you have. I don't know if John has or anybody else. Um, Christmas song. Ska. I love it. I love Ska. Ska. That one gets you moving. Like, I love that fucking song. That's fucking dope. Yeah, it's fucking great. I love it. I heard that on the radio, like, 102 or something one year. I'm like, they're playing a non-just-a-girl punk song by, fucking, yeah. by no doubt. I was like, oh, it's Christmas time, so yeah. But yeah, that's in my regular rotation. I always do it. In your rotation? Yeah. Do you, you listen to it out of season? Oh, yeah. Really? Hmm. If I'm feeling down, it's one of those songs that makes me happy, so... Aaron, you got any favorite things? Are you queer? Paying no, the iron no. price is that one of your favorite things? Yeah, is that good, getting in there. I like to, I like you, to pay did the iron did price. you like rising and grinding this morning? I really enjoyed rising and grinding. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Video games in general <laughs> got right back into video games again. What do you? So, well, well, as a result of moving here, or not? Just there's a free game that they like made free on PlayStation. What I downloaded it. And Titanfall. Titanfall two. You got you have a big mech suit that you can climb in and out of anytime you want to. That sounds Ooh. cool. Open yeah. world? Oh, well, it's no. It's not linear. It's, I mean, it's, it's linear. linear, but it's they're huge arenas. It's a first person shooter. Okay. 
And is it online only, or do you? No, it's a first. It's a story, okay. one, you know, single player story, and it's a lot of fun. It's got me sucked right back into games. Are you excited as I am for Bioshock? Yes, yeah, I'm super excited for that. You can just download that on your PlayStation for free. Well, if, you got to have uh, PlayStation Gold or Plus or whatever it's oh, called, some it's kind of subscription. Month. Yeah. How much is that a year? Like it's like 40, bu- 40 bucks a year. Yeah, and you can Shit, get that's not bad. It's like a five or ten free games a month that you can you can yeah, have all of them. They, they release free games every month. And did you say they were releasing like the free VR experiences or games or whatever? Yeah, for a while there they uh, I, they haven't done it for a while, but they they were releasing a free VR game every month. They are really that's, trying to make that. That's sale. three dollars and thirty four cents um, a month. Yeah, that's. It's fucking, not a bad deal. Fucking Rain Man over here. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Sally, I'm going to drop Sally all. Dibs, Dibs, I'm going to drop th- drop this box of Q-tips. Tell me how's it. <laughs> must get the Q-tips at, at, at Kmart. Get the Q-tips at Kmart. Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them Ray, Kmart sucks. Kmart sucks. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, Char- Charlie Babbitt, Charlie Babbitt. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Water burn baby. Apparently, Dustin Hoffman's a real cocksucker, though. I've I've read. Hmm. You think Dustin Hoffman's a cocksucker? He 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 slapped the shit out of Meryl Streep in Roe vs. Wade. Let's be honest. She had it coming. (laughs) I'm just wondering why. I'm just wondering why he didn't close the fist. (laughs) (laughs) Think it won enough Oscars, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Any other favorite things? Um, Nah. No. The gym. The gym. Yeah. There's a game you should check out. Video games. Senua's Sacrifice. Hellblade. Oh, I haven't played it yet, Holy but I know what you're talking shit. about. Have you, there's a uh, trailer for the second one. Yeah, and it's evil as fuck. It looks yeah. scary as hell. And Ghost of Tsushima is just beautiful. Yeah. Okay, which which one do you like more? If you if you had to pick one favorite thing, would it be the gym or video games? Video games. What? <laughs> At this moment, right now, video games. You need to change that, sir. I know I do. Flip that around. I'm, I'm so, working on see, this. We're really going to have to take no days off to get him really back into the swing of things. I mean, we're talking two, three-hour sessions now. We're getting up at 3.30 tomorrow morning. We're going to get in there. We're going to oh, rise and we're going to grind. We're going to go pay the iron three, price. Are you really going to get up at 3.30? No. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go after work. That's when I've been doing my yoga lately, and I feel, feel a lot better. Like. Alien in the evenings, yeah, because you need you get you your your body's wanting to shut down, and you give it that jump start. Mm-hmm. And you got a little bit more energy for the rest of the evening. Yeah, I'm thinking about going after work. I don't know though. I did enjoy going before work, and my job now is a lot less strenuous than the other one was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Plus, I I, can, I go in later now. I don't know. I have to see how I feel on Tuesday whenever I go back to the gym. I Tuesday. Just, I hate the. I mean, I hate that I work four to twelve because if it was eight to four, I would. I don't know, who am I kidding? I'd still go before work. But um, I have lifted in the evenings, and I'm always stronger in the evenings because your body has gotten up and blood flow. You know. Well, I think that's that's kind of a thing. It's like your brain is most powerful in the mornings, and your body is most effective right. in the evening because it's been moving around all day. And yeah, you're warmed up. All your joints are lubricated and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. I worked. I lifted at midnight not long ago. That was a massive mistake. You didn't like that? No, because the fucking pre workout kept me up to like <laughs> walking Stranger Things. Like I can't sleep. <laughs> I didn't take any pre workout today. I think I'm going to get off of that stuff. I think I'm going to cut just energy drink drinks out and then just take pre workout. 
I drink too many energy drinks. You drink yeah. like seven a day. Yeah. A lot of them. Your heart's in great shape from oh, yeah. all the fucking You're, You seem stress. very calm. Considering I, ha- you, I, I have only some- had one today. <laughs> he's, he has to drink at least three before he even gets to a level. You know? <laughs> there was a guy I worked with that... Uh, Don't talk to me before I've had my energy drink, right, guys? <laughs> Don't talk to me before oh, I've had God, my 16 such- ounces of Monster. <laughs> <laughs> So I've, I've got, I do that thing too Where I like Don't talk to me Until I've had my first cup of coffee But my version is Don't talk to me at all <laughs> In the morning <laughs> Like just don't even say a word to me Unless it's necessary If don't we talk- can avoid it Just never talk to me Yeah I mean if it's like Hey John I need you to move your car That's fine Anything else Shut the fuck up Just leave me alone um, There was a guy I worked with At you're going to be fine with your heart and everything. I didn't mean to plant a seed because here's what a guy I worked with at Oak Hill Garbage drank every morning, mind you. He would come in. He would drink coffee from the time it was time to leave, to get the truck ready and leave. He would drink five cups of coffee. Then, as he's getting on the truck, he drinks two five-hour energy extra strengths and chases it with a monster. And then, and then he's drinking monsters all day. As he's, as he's on the fucking That's his sipping beverage Is a yes. monster And he was crazy. A well, grand, He was, a, he was I, an ex-meth head And he's just like Well it's well, yeah, better than I was, it was doing I was like no It's not I don't think so I'm gonna say It'd be, it'd be I mean It'd be more expensive But healthier To do a gram of cocaine Every yeah, that's day That's what I'm saying Yeah, yeah. That's insane Wow I, do, I bet that dude Had all kinds of energy though Or was he a piece of shit Like he barely worked No man He was a good worker But he was He's one of those guys In life that just shitty stuff happened to him all the time. Like it was, yeah, I just felt bad for him. I mean, he he had made his decisions with. Man Sounds like a good like target. So you're saying he was a loser? Was <laughs> <he> good- <laughs> What's his address? Let me write that down. Was he was he kind of? Was there something <laughs> physically about him I can make fun of? Let's talk about his kidneys. Sure, are, are they punchable? Plenty. Are his kidneys real punchable? <laughs> Could you land a good one in his does liver? He and kill him? Does he have a stupid haircut? Yeah, mullet. Oh, see, those are making a comeback though. So now I think he's probably kind of cool. Mullets are making a comeback. Mullets oh, they're are making huge. a comeback. Yeah, you go to like Seattle. Awesome. All the a lot of the hipster kids in it. Some it, people look fucking mullets. cool with them. No, they don't. Theo Vaughn looks cool <laughs> with them. Theo Vaughn, yeah, that's all he should wear from here on out. <laughs> he looks great. Pro wrestlers look great with mullets. Tatanka. Tatanka looked awesome with his mohawk yeah. mullet. Mo mullet. Fantastic. I, I think I could pull Skull off. It. I think I could pull off a mullet. Oh, and I was actually thinking. Can, I have clippers. We can. If if I do if I do you know cut my hair or whatever, I'm either going to probably go with a mullet, but but more likely, I'm going to go with a rat tail, mm. and I'm going to a long one, and I'm going to dye it blonde. I like it. Hell yeah. yeah! Like your hair's already pretty sandy blonde. Yeah, but so are we going to go electric blonde? Like like bleach blonde. Like when I was a kid, my hair would turn silver in the sun, and my rat tail because it's like like that neck hair is in it. It's like a different kind of hair. Yeah, would get like it would be blonde, and the rest of my hair would be brown sometimes, just naturally. So I'm trying to get that back. Hmm. That 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 swagger I had when I was eight. Had <laughs> <laughs> that really good spiked haircut that I spent a lot of time on every morning. Is that why you're wearing under rouge right now, John? <laughs> That's part of the reason. <laughs> the other part of the reason is they're just comfy. They're, mean, that's the underwear that's fun to wear. And it is fun to wear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think how many different underoos I had. I had all the DC heroes that they had out at the time. I had Batman underoos, Superman underoos. I wore my Supermans out. All, that's all I fucking wore. I wore the Batmans and every, the Incredible Hulk. Every, every picture of me whenever I was a kid, I'm wearing a Superman t-shirt and Superman underoos. Every picture I love Superman shirts They're the fucking coolest They really are Yeah Superman shirts are the best 
I mean, the shield. When you can have the shield so many different ways. Yeah. I'm going to get it tattooed on my beautiful chest. This the Superman shield. I, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> oh, you don't think I'd look cool with it on? Oh my no, you're, you'd be great. But okay. I'm just saying that's what I thought. I, I want to get one of these covered up, and I was thinking about getting the Kingdom Come Superman ass on it. But that's is that the uh, sort of that's the very angular black yeah, and red one. I like that one. It's cool, but man. Have they already started the uh, Crisis on Infinite? They have. I've seen oh, they've started. They've actually. Uh, Tom Welling did a scene where he was playing Smallville Superman. Oh yeah, it was cool. Like, I, did you see? Uh, What's this airing on? CW. CW. Who's okay. Who's the voice of uh, Batman and all the animated stuff? Um, oh shit! God damn it! I can't think of his name. But they brought him in to play Batman. That's in, awesome. Yeah, in one of them, in like a mech suit. Really one old. of them is the Michael Keaton fucking Batman suit. Yeah, like I was like, this is awesome. You guys are really getting into. You they have they have Brandon Ralph in the Kingdom Come suit. I was just like, excellent choice. Superman Returns is on Netflix. You guys give Superman Returns. I've watched shot. it. It is a good quite a few times. Movie. It's a good movie. It's. I'm sorry, it's better than Man of Steel. I disagree. Hard disagree. No, I'm not saying Man of Steel is bad. I'm just saying no, Superman just, Returns I think, is great. I think it's. I think Superman Returns is gr- is good, but I, I like. Uh, I like uh, Man of Steel better. John, you got any favorite things? Uh, Let's not give Chuck a chance to rebut that. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... uh, Too much Kratom, it makes me... So, Arte Suave Brazilian Mm Jiu-Jitsu Academy is... uh, We've moved locations, and uh, we're just kind of trying to, like... The gym's trying to grow more. And um, so we started doing kids' classes, and... um, and I think they're going to start trying to do like a women like a women oriented class. Although females do come to the adult classes too, sometimes. But uh, and so I helped with the kids class this week, and so I think it might be something that I'll continue to do. Uh, and th- those classes are Tuesdays and Thursdays at five thirty p.m. and then on Saturdays at nine a.m. If you if anyone has kids and they you want to teach them how to be an effective bully, yeah. Um, but that but 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 it's my favorite thing because um you know it's a it's it's kind of a cornball thing you probably hear people say a lot especially teachers <laughs> talk about how you know teaching helps you learn yeah because you're you're outside of yourself and you're able to look at something more objectively and so like when I'm watching these kids I'm teaching this kid how to do an arm bar I'm like and it's like I notice details. That I that I help the kid with that I don't do myself. <laughs> it's like he's doing a better armbar. I'm teaching him to do a better armbar than I do, and that helps me because now I think about okay, I put my, I put my butt here, I make it tight, I squeeze my leg. I think about all the steps, and and it helps me. And that's really what what I want to do more. What I, uh, what is my style of of training martial arts is? You focus on the most basic of fundamental things, and you get every single detail as right as possible and you repeat that an absurd amount of times that's that's truly like like most of the submissions that happen are the vast majority of them are just the most basic shit or the most the most effective strikes in karate or whatever are the most is the reverse point the most basic shit getting your stance right you know the form stuff and so uh, that was really kind of fun uh, like I, that's like and I, I feel like I'd, it's something I'd be good at would be like you know a lot of people told me I should be a teacher or whatever, and I think I would be good about that, and you know, really good at that in certain settings. So that was pretty cool, uh, and that helped me improve my armbar by teaching these little turds how to do armbars <laughs> uh, and making these little psychopaths into effective fighters. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, I like that. 
Uh, so I'll probably keep doing that. Um, what's the, what's the other? I've got several favorite things. Okay, so we were talking about the Christmas songs or whatever. So there's this uh, there's this uh, album that I listen to around Christmas time. Not just around Christmas time. Sometimes I'll go out of season with it. Mm. And um, <clears throat> give me the pluggy thing. And I think I played it on this show before in years past. So I'm going to force you fuckers to listen to it again. Oh, Mannheim Steamroller? Yeah, specifically the, the Mannheim Steamroller Christmas 1984 album is my favorite. This shit thumps. Slaps. It bumps. It's hot, man. It's burning. Uh, yeah, and so, like, I think this was just, like, one of those records my parents would put on every year, like, and just put on repeat or a tape, and it would just, like... The whole time I was like, from you know, from like Thanksgiving until New Year's, this would just be playing at the house, just in the background. Yeah, and I think it had a big influence on me musically, without me knowing. So there's, yeah, there's this kind of, it's the one, one thing that they do is they do this, this like synth rock thing, which is what's happening yes. now. But then they also have like um, acoustic songs. So like the, so it goes from that to um, let's fast forward a little bit. To like this super like, uh, you, you know, like an acoustic, almost like a folk Christmas song. And it gets, it sounds like something you could imagine, like a bunch of dudes with beers sitting around, Nothing with beards. Fuck you, <laughs> uh, sit, sitting around a fire, a bunch of pagans, you know, like you know, eating meat and drinking ale and sitting around, you know, the best Christmas. Yeah, like a bunch of Santa Claus looking dudes hanging out and, yeah. and, and talking about. You know how we're going to make it through the winter, and we're not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this tune. Um, so I'll let that play. But then other things. Um, oh, just we, we're all talking about fitness, and I was just thinking, was kind of thinking this week about uh, well, the 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 three of us at least we've all kind of been on this fitness journey in the last year or so. I mean, some that of ever it's well documented because we've we've been on the show the entire time. Yeah, and we talk about it almost every single week. So I'm going to talk about it again. No, but um, people don't get tired of us talking about it. They really root for us out there. <laughs> yeah, and I was just thinking about you know how just all the gains we've made. How you know each of us has made, and uh, especially myself <laughs> because I was you know I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day, my shirt off, which I don't do very often because my house is freezing. Yeah, but I was like um. You know the whole the fast thing that I did, and that that just restarting things, and then uh, just the I just upped my game. My, I just upped my fitness game in a lot of different ways, my cardio and everything, and uh, I'm just you know just enjoying feeling good. And then also this the diet element and all the the supplements and stuff that I take, and just getting better at all of those things. Yeah, and I'm like I'm like cresting my 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 fitness is cresting right now. You know things kind of go in cycles, like you'll. It'd be doing really good, and they'll be like, "Okay, it can't sustain itself. You can't just infinitely get better. Right. At some point, you have to. It has to trough, you know. And so, but right now, I'm I'm just cresting, and I'm riding that wave. I'm enjoying that. My my, my jujitsu is getting way better. The I put, I got Dutch's heavy bag off of him and hung that this week. And I had a heavy bag. In, hung, my parents hung a heavy bag in my room for me when I was like. Eight years or something like eight or something when I first got my heavy bag, and um, I beat the fuck out of that thing. I just almost every you know every time I walk in the room, I, I you know I throw like four kicks, 
boom, boom, boom. And, and, you know, trying to get, and then working on my flexibility and get, you know, getting the kick higher and get my form right and working on power and form. And it's funny how those little spurts, it doesn't seem, it's not actually a workout. All right. And then I stand up to boom, 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 boom. Well, you know, throw like 10 seconds worth of combinations and then go get a snack or whatever. Uh, those little spurts like that, having, having the fitness in the room that I hang out with forces me to constantly be engaging with it. Sure. And it's like they say, it's like it's better to, um, it's for like, for like a musical instrument, for example, it's way more beneficial. You'll learn a lot more if you just play for five minutes a day, every single day, than if you played for three hours a day, twice a week. Or something yeah. like that consistent, you know, something about that can really help program your brain. And, um, you know, and I think that's what helped me as a little kid having doing that even when I was a little kid. And I'm, you know, doing uh, bare knuckle. And this is like a vinyl. It's got that vinyl pad on it. So yeah. it's like really rough. And I haven't, you know, I haven't injured my knuckles yet. And I, I'm just bare knuckling that shit. And I like doing that because it forces, um, it forces you to have good form. If you're punching something very hard, you know, there's most people, there's a, a, a risk of injuring your wrist. Oh, yeah. I've done it a lot with a heavy bag. Yeah. And I have an idiot. And I haven't because I, I did that as a kid. I, I would bare knuckle the bag as a kid because in karate, you know, you don't use, you know, traditional karate, you don't use gloves. You do body hardening stuff. And so uh, I've just been doing that. And I've been watching a lot of um, traditional karate YouTube stuff. So like watching like all the Shotokan katas and all the, and watching how they warm up, like really, really boring stuff. Because that was, that's my base is, you know, and, and that, I just find it very soothing. Mm. Sure. It brings me back to a time before, you know, uh, before my, you know, my life you got harder before things, you know, <laughs> before things kind of spun out of control in my life. Uh, and karate was a way of me like having discipline and having control. It was the thing that I was good at. It was the thing that I was like, you know, I actually got praised, not praised for, but, you know, recognized for. I wasn't. Whereas, like, when I, you know, most other things, like, my, my grades were never acknowledged, you know, my musicianship was never, you know, it wasn't, but karate was something that, like, I actually, uh, you know, gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling or something. It made me feel like I was accomplishing something. Do you think, yeah. you made good grades in school, right? Uh, yeah, like, I didn't have to try. Okay, that's Straight what I'm A's. saying. Do you think that that, the lack of praise and stuff, like, helped you with that, or... Because um, I've heard that before like, like, That if you, you don't If a, kid, a child isn't praised They do better For some reason I don't I don't know about praise I, I think that it, It's a tricky question As it pertains to school Because The whole thing was uh, Basically like Torture for me Yeah So You know Being If I if I was praised for it I probably would have been like Well it wasn't hard I think that, that was what happened I probably maybe did get praised And I was just like I didn't even fucking try. This is a joke to me. This is a waste of fucking time to me. But why are you praising me for doing something that, A, I don't agree to doing, B, I hate doing, B, it's not hard. I absolutely resent every single aspect of it. I don't really want to be praised for that. So, and then for that particular thing, it maybe doesn't, the praise or no praise doesn't really apply to me. No, but then you have the negative end of it. I was always threatened with, uh, Care in the Se- severe ret- retribution if my grades fell and my, my grades were never good and so I lived in constant fear of it you know so you know well like the way it worked like for me it was like I was just expected to get A's and you know mm-hmm. if it was, if I got a couple B's they wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. whereas like my brother 
didn't naturally get as good grades, he would get rewarded and paid for the A's that he got. <laughs> and I got, I, I would, it was for me, it was like, I only got reprimanded if I did bad and there was never a reward where it's like, whether the, then like, but for Will, he would get rewarded for doing the thing that I am expected to do as a matter of course. Right. Little things like that with siblings, where it's like this is unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of stick. And it me. is. It kind of stings. Yeah, but not really. I mean, it's it's fine. But it's just something I noticed, like the whole school thing. Well, Bradley, uh, he didn't, he didn't have to try. I mean, no, I was kind of the same, but you know, yeah. it was a joke. And I didn't even necessarily get straight A's because I could do absolutely nothing. I could work a little bit and get an A, and in some cases, I could do absolutely nothing and get a B. And I'm just sometimes good with the B. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I had like you know near perfect attendance, and I did you know I was I was like a really good kid, and it was like it didn't help me in any way. I don't know. It's I just I have so much resentment about about that, just that whole system, the whole school system, and the whole just you know you have to go, you have to go to school, you know you have to, and then you have to go to the college. And it's like just the way that it's expected. This just the expectations are so absurd. And just in hindsight, and especially now where the the schools are, uh, we can talk about that. There's this. Um, I shared this article uh, about uh, the kind of the state of the schools and test scores and stuff in the United States. And um, so I'll, re- I'll read a little bit from that. So let me let me dig it up real quick. So starting, yeah, remember George W. took took office and then they did like the No, no Child, Child Left, Left Behind. Behind. And since then, there's been a whole slew of them, like of where they're just dumping money into trying to improve test scores. And for 20 years of them doing that and the federal spending on schools actually increasing like more than doubling, test scores have stayed the same, like compared to the, the, the international studies that study FISA or whatever, where they study compare you know try to quantify and compare u.s performance to other uh first world countries european countries whatever and uh and actually math has gone way down the verbal stuff has stayed about the same math has gone way down and they've so they've doubled the money or more than yeah i forget the exact number we'll see what it went from 38 billion in 2000 to 70 billion to date adjusted for inflation um, the math and reading performance of American high school students remain completely flat. Okay. That is to say stagnant. The U.S. is now above the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development average in reading, but alas, not because U.S. reading performance has improved. Rather, other countries have seen declines in reading achievement despite increases in education spending. So they're just dumping money into something, but they're not actually... Uh, using the funds to make effective change in a way that actually helps kids learn. They're just building statues. Yeah, but... Um, Fuck off. <laughs> would, would they be made of bronze? <laughs> yes, they'll be bronze statues. Oh, God, that is so ridiculous that it's such a bone of contention. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll say about a fifth of American 15-year-olds scored so low on the, the PISA test that it appeared that they had not mastered reading skills expected of a 10-year-old. Mm. According to Andreas Schlescher, Director of Education and Skills at the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which administers the exam. What's, what's more, the achievement gap between high and low performing American students has wi- widened. So 
kids that naturally do good are doing better and the kids that are average or whatever are just doing worse and worse. Uh, so so it's just kind of, you know, it, it's it's way worse now than it was when I was in school. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm still got this, I still got this huge chip on my shoulder about what I was put through and basically just put in a prison for 13 years, uh, you know, for most of the day. And then, you know, this time of year you get home from school by the time the fucking bus gets there and you get, that makes 10 million stops to go the four miles to your house. It's four fucking 30 before you get home and you've already missed Darkwing Duck. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and it's dark. Duck. It's dark. I want to go outside and play. I've been yeah, sitting on a fucking plastic chair and it's cold and it's dark and I, I, don't, I don't even get enough time to play. It's dark when I left for school and it's almost dark when I get back. How is that anyway? And, and for recess, my God, for recess in, at Falls View and, and at Golly Bridge, we didn't get fucking recess. We got a lunch, and if you ate fast enough, you know, and you could go play basketball for 10 minutes. That was the recess. A 10-minute well, fucking break. I believe, okay, here's what I believe when it comes down to this about test scores and all this stuff. I believe culture sets goals. So our culture has never lauded education. It doesn't. I mean, it, it's, it actually looks down on education and if you are educated, then you're weird. You know, if you can, you, and I'm talking about self-educated too. So, you know, yes, I believe that you're right that imprisoning a kid, if he doesn't want to go, fuck him. He doesn't have to go, you know, and then putting his parents in jail for his kid not going. The kid wants to skip school. That, that's his choice. That's his decision. You know, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I've, so like there's this kid um, that I did some trading with. I, I mentioned him last night. I won't talk about that aspect of, but he's he's like um, I think he's maybe sixteen years old. He he goes to, you know, whatever the high school fate Villa Oak Hill or whatever, and um, he's like he farms. He farms like really hard. He he does hay. He works for the um, the the commie farm they have up there. Commie and, farm? Yeah, it was it was the oh, there was a was big the, diatribe about this. A few yeah, but there was an episode called Commie Farm. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah, the Whitlock Farm, which they now call New Eat. It's a commie farm. Okay. But, um, and, and it's not, you know, anyway. They grow commies there. So, so this kid, he's, he's that, a, that crop of Stalins is really good. This kid, he's 16 years old. He's not interested in anything he's learning in school. He still shows up and, you know, goes through the motions or whatever. He's not going to get good grades. He's not going to go to college. He's already, like, like working hard and being a capitalist and being an entrepreneur and, and constantly trading with people and tr- constantly horse trading with people and trying to learn about how to trade and make money and I'll you know I'll, I'll give you this much hay for these animals. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it's it's really inspiring how far along he is in his path of learning how to be an entrepreneur and being a businessman at such a young age. And he's got a sense of professionalism about him, and um, you know he shows up, he works hard, he you know. He'll, he'll like hire his friends to help him and like pay them a wage to help with certain things um and this is like yeah and, and think and and I just think I just see him and then at night he goes like takes his coon dog he takes his dogs and like goes like bear hunting with his bear you know or like in the middle of the night like into like three o'clock in the morning and then goes to school the next day you know and 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 I just see him just absolutely tearing it up I mean he's a dumb redneck and he's doing some stupid shit but he's it's amazing uh the skills that he has developed and, and how he's cultivating them and how he's striving and, and, and learning about money and, and finances and he was impressing me with what he was talking about uh, talking about like saving and investing and like you know what I mean like things that I didn't even really think about till I was 30 or so and so but but the thing that, that the, where the chip on my shoulder comes into play is 
this mother, this kid is forced by law to go to go to this fucking minimum security prison, which is whatever Oak Hill or one of those stupid high schools, and just sit in a class. And he tries to listen and tries to get some. He algebra is not going to help this kid. Nothing, no, nothing in these history classes is going to help this kid. He already knows what he's good at. He, he's, this is, I feel like it's in his DNA to do, to do what he's already doing. Can you imagine how much he would be tearing it up if he wasn't imprisoned for over 40 hours a week? Mm. For absolutely no fucking reason? Let this, let him, let him go. Set him free. Let him be what he already is, you know? Um, and so that's just another example of just, of just how antiquated this system is. It's like, the the current education system was put into place to train to train people to be factory workers. Guess what we don't have anymore? Factories. <laughs> Not a lot, at least. It was trained to make people obedient and to fall in line and to follow directions and to listen to authority figures and do as you're told and and work in an orderly way in a structured way for forty hours a week. That's lit that's though you're just conditioning children to be Robots to be factory workers. That's what that's what the current education says. That's the basic structure of it. So, the fact that people still like worship at the altar of of public education and still praise this shit and act like it's like the best thing, you know, they you know, if you try to attack the education system, it's like you're literally Hitler. But based on what I've just described, how you could support something like that still and not be like well and not be an advocate for major overhaul or change at least just mystifies me i don't understand Uh, maybe it's because they went to public schools that they that they're so uh you know that they're so they have stockholm syndrome that they that that they they worship you know it's like it's like it's like this this thing you can't attack it like you're not like if i if i attack public schools or teachers or something like that it's you know what i mean it's like I'm I'm literally Hitler, but but when you actually break it down as what it actually is, the fact that people aren't criticizing it is the real tragedy. It does need to be reformed, but I will say the truth lies somewhere in the middle. There's no, I mean, the the opportunities afforded kids through a public education are manifold. My daughter has so many opportunities and has developed so many things by being in the in the public education system. So do you think that if she wasn't going to that specific public education which in her case is extremely well funded, yeah. can't really be compared to the system, you know, what West Virginia No, has. of course not. But um if that if she wasn't doing that, um does that mean that she would not be getting any kind of education at all? Probably not. I she mean, would just sit there. Just I, I can't. I can't say if there what, wasn't a public. School, I can't say she what could, she would do. She wouldn't go to like another cooperative school or to like other uh, take any other classes. Okay, there. let me say this for her. That is, uh, you know, she's kind of like the kid you just mentioned. It's unfair to put her in with these other children because she holds down a job. She participates in everything. I mean, so it's kind of like a waste of time for her a lot of the time. No, that's not exactly true. What she the, what she's gained from it is all the. Uh, the things that she's learned, all the cooperation that she's done, she's learned how to play an instrument, she's learned how to wrestle, she's learned how to do all this stuff. Yes, she can do that on her own, but would she have done it without the public school? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, I mean, to 
to attack it and say it's all bad, I don't think is correct. Well, but to, but to also say that it's all good is also incorrect. Well, I think I think maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel like you're maybe saying that because I I I think that the public school system is broken and then the approach of it is wrong means that I advocate that there be no education no absolutely at all. not I'm not saying okay. that at all I was making sure I'm saying that you're correct that's what it sounds saying, like no no I'm saying that you're that, that that you want to change it and overhaul it is correct that's what I'm saying I actually agree with you but I think it's too long <clears throat> I think 730 to 330 is a little bit too long your kids should be sleeping 10 hours a night it should start at 11 o'clock but since everybody has to work there's no stay-at-home parents really anymore uh, but I'll yeah I understand everybody's got to get up out of out of the house by eight o'clock and you know it really wouldn't it wouldn't really be that hard in the absence and this is what I'm envisioning the solution it I mean I you know you should, you should like your daughter she's like taking wrestling like that's awesome she's got a, she's got a you know, wrestling coach and facilities to do that mm-hmm. um, I'm for I'm almost forty years old I'm taking wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's no public school involved. I understand, and so I, and so yeah. what I'm saying is is that in the absence of this uh, coercive, forced you know prison system where they go and maybe they learn some good things and they get you know exposure to things that help them, that in the absence of that is that through through spontaneous order, human beings will will provide those same services in a way that caters to individual needs in a better way instead of a one size fits all. So, like, you'd have all kinds of different schools open up. Like, my farm could be a school. It's a big, giant house. I could have, I could probably have 15 kids there. You so, know? you're saying the standards are, the standards are uniform and shouldn't be so uniform. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that the state should not be involved in education in any way whatsoever. I'm saying education should be something that the parent decides for their kids and that, and that, that they, uh, you can put your kids into any kind of education system you want that's provided by markets and charities. These guys went to a school that was not a public school. It was a crappy school. It was God awful. But you could, <laughs> it, but, you, but you could imagine someone doing that and it being good. And it being good. Yeah. <laughs> well, In fact, most of the, the Catholics, school, almost all of the schools that that kind of have that structure that are not public schools, the kids test better. Almost all of them. So why would you advocate something that that gets last place every time? Not only advocate it, but act as if there's no alternative. When clearly, all of the alternatives are better. Well, I'm not saying that. Uh, okay, it's like it's like this. Um, she doesn't have to pay for wrestling. She doesn't have to pay for instruments. She doesn't have to pay for any of that stuff that is provided. So what I'm saying is, is that financially it helps a kid to be in, in said system. Um, we had to pay for stuff in my public school. Well, yeah, that's but I'm, and also she doesn't. And also so I'm there's that she, you know. Also there's all kinds of programs in martial arts, uh, for example, with martial arts where they uh, they know that kids if a kid doesn't have money they just don't charge them. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that again, though. I'm saying that in any extreme, the truth always lies in the middle. I'm saying that yes, it's broken. Yes, it doesn't work. It's obvious. But I'm saying that the that doesn't mean you throw out the baby with the bathwater. I'm saying that something can be done to reform it. Well, well actually, might work better. The baby, the baby is educating children. So I'm not advocating throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. I'm advocating not putting shit in the bath water while the baby's in there <laughs> would be the analogy. Don't 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 poop in the bath water. No, don't don't 
Don't poop on the don't, baby. Don't, don't mi- poop on the baby. Don't mix a bucket of raw sewage in with the bath water and then try to wash the kid. <laughs> and throw the baby through a wood chipper with the shit. And then when someone su- and then when some <laughs> someone suggests that you don't dump a bu- bucket of shit on the baby, you call them Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it's, it's a bit extreme but well what i am saying too is that i was always i was raised in a, in a education household my mom was a teacher well right you know, i, I, I could see i could see your mother being a far happier healthier better paid more effective educator in a better institution yeah and so she, so could she that's why she got out of it i mean she yeah. she she knew that the system was fucked. She knew. Yeah, that, I mean, I, you know. I went. I was, you know, I learned stuff in your mom's class about science that, that stuck with me. But how many I'm other sure. teachers took it? As, see, she's one of the ones that actually took it serious and wanted to educate a kid. It wasn't a dodge. It wasn't a hustle. It wasn't a, an effort to earn a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, she raised three of us on a school teacher salary. Money was tight to put it to put it mildly, and she did it because she felt a calling, and she uh, she wanted to do it, and she was telling me, and I've noticed this in any occupation you ever have, some people show up, punch the clock, and try to do as little as possible to punch the clock and go home. It's almost yeah. every teacher I ever had. Exactly. So that's okay, kids, bullshit. We're, we're going to the gym. Yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but you learn more by going to the gym, yeah. and uh, you learn more about interaction with people, like how you're picking teams for basketball. You actually got some healthy exercise. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. So so it's it's just a thing. It's like you know, with the case of your mother, it's like what I'm advocating for is not that she that we not have her not have a job, or, or her make that. or her make she should. I, be I don't want her to have a job or whatever. She doesn't. What I'm advocating hard. is that I want to go back in time and make rem- sure she rem- doesn't have a job. Rem- <laughs> removing public schools, if if you wipe them from the face of the earth forever, your mother would have better opportunities. As a teacher, it's a blanket can, statement. I'm not you, saying it's can you, can incorrect. You, can you but grasp saying, that that would be possible? I can grasp it, but yeah. I'm saying it's not incorrect. But I'm saying that uh, you know, nothing is nothing is that simple. I mean, to throw to throw no, at anything, of that's course, simple of is, course, yeah. I'm. I mean, but by not putting a one size fits all blanket uh, approach to education on children, I'm inherently acknowledging that things aren't simple. Sure. Things are extremely complicated. Each person is is different, and that's why they each person needs to have an education system that is that works for them instead of what happened to me, which sure. was go to prison. Yeah, I mean every day. I didn't learn anything either, really. I, all the stuff I know, I educated myself with. Really, the only right. things I, I really use, I learned before I started kindergarten because I could read and write and everything before. Yeah. yeah, like I like I think if I like I've always said. And this is an overly simplistic thing to say, but I always said it's like I wish I had dropped out in the eighth grade, because I did learn you know a lot of math and things and, and science and things up to that point that helped me you know get to a certain level. But from that point on, especially if I had had the internet at that age, I you know I can self educate more efficiently. Yeah, there's and better hundreds than, of hours of Alex Jones videos we could be watching. Then yeah, exactly. Or um, you know, they, they've got you know. They've got YouTube, you know, that there are like alternative sort of sites where you can learn about Minecraft via, you know, via videos. So it's yeah. like I, I could have, you know, been exposed to that. <laughs> no, but um, that, that, that's, I mean, that's, that's the gist of it. I don't, we don't need to go any further with it, but, but that was just something that I came across today was that article. Plus, which is, which is a, if a there were no thing. schools, there would be no school shootings. You know? It's true. 
It's true. Yeah, I mean, that's that guy. I think that's true. Words never been spoken. Yeah, but it'd be bad for your bullying business. Yeah, I mean, schools are where most of the bullying happens. It's true because it's just like a you know most of the abusive things happen also in you know prison systems right. too. So you're right. We would need to have to come up with some other thing where we force children to, to be in. Well, we could bonds. go into sports. We could go into baseball, football, basketball. Sure. You can. I mean, you can. You can free. You know. You can free form bully people just like out in the streets and stuff like that, but it really doesn't work as well when they're not, you know, in like a comfortable space, forced it, forced yeah. away from their family. Yeah, like you just wait in the bathroom, flipping a quarter, waiting for that nerd to walk in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I could, yeah, I could, I can do some pretty, some pretty good bullying at Sheets. Yeah, there's lots of fucking losers walking into the Sheets. The problem is, is that I can't size somebody up fast enough because yeah, you don't he, know what he knows. He might not be a weakling, and I might have to struggle. And I don't want to struggle. I want right. easy prey. Yeah, we didn't get into the bullying game to struggle. Right. No, you don't. You you know, it's like if you're if you're a herd of dogs, right? And you're you know, and you're trying to you're trying to get the the buffaloes. You're not going to go after the strongest buffalo. You're going to go after the little the little sick little weak sick one because the meat's just as good and the risk is less. And the same applies to bullying. You don't pick on people that can beat you in a fight. You pick Amen. on the weaklings. Amen. And there's a lot of people at Sheets that could beat me in a fight. I don't want none of that smoke. I want the weaklings. Give me the weaklings. We got to make these weaklings strong. <laughs> Somebody's got to tell them that they're weaklings and they're losers and nerds, and we're the ones that do it. I want somebody that when I get them inside control, there's no chance that they can get. <laughs> they out. have no idea. They just flail. <laughs> then they throw their arm out, and you can get them in the crucifix and just start really laying those elbows in. I mean, the really, the really best of the weaklings know how to cover their face up, at least. Yeah. But some of them don't even do that. Yeah, I love it. God, let's go, after we're done here, let's go to Sheets and fuck up some nerds. <laughs> Get a library. What are you talking about? Sheets. Our library's open today? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah a public library. There's oh. two things we hate right there, nerds and publicly funded shit. If let's on, get after it. If only we could have a library where children are forced to go yeah. for eight hours a day, then you can yeah. go there and pick on them or yeah. shoot them or whatever. <laughs> shoot them? Mm. That's, what's, that's what's, you know. Shoot them with... Well, Sick you, burns. You said, well, you said you made the thing about you said you made the thing about um, you know mass shootings wouldn't happen if there weren't. Yeah. it is like a perfectly designed system. Let's get all the kids together and have yeah. like the blueprint for the whole building in place. You know, have be public, public knowledge. Public knowledge. They, they're going and then they're on a schedule, so you know when they're going from this class to that class, and it's mm. it's basically just like a blueprint for a for a psychopath. Can't wait to go beat up nerds at cheats. It's gonna be awesome. Well, my yeah. favorite thing is uh, fucking up nerds at Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting a schmisket and mashing it in their face. And that's schmisket. An, yeah, that's another problem with our society that that my that my that John John Jitsu is addressing <laughs> is there aren't enough adult bullies. Yeah, because when you're a little kid, it's like it's popular to be a bully, but as you get older, you kind of grow out of it. And I don't think we should. I think it's something that we should <laughs> continue into adulthood. And I'd like to see more bullying um, at the senior centers, to be honest. Like, <laughs> because there's a lot of old people that are a lot stronger than the other ones. Take that, Eustace. <laughs> yeah. I make you have a, I'm going to make you have your third hip replacement. <laughs> just walking by an old man. He's, he just woke up and he's got his insurer and just walk by and slap it out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> nice Geritol. What I like doing is just like grab his walker as you walk by and flip him <laughs> off. Yeah. What I like doing is when someone is when someone can't walk without a walker or something like that, you can use a really good karate sweep and you don't even have to touch him. You just sweep the walker out from under and he falls. <laughs> then you go, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Get up, you nerd! 
Would you break your hip? Oh, I'm sorry. Faggot. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a favorite thing I had this week. Uh, I watched uh, the, uh, it's called um, The Confession Killer. Yeah, I saw something about it. It's that. a uh, documentary series on Netflix about um, Henry Lee Lucas. And it turns out this guy probably didn't kill anybody. He just wanted to be in jail. He just he wanted to he wanted to kill himself, and he wanted to be in jail to keep himself from killing himself. I think, and he would just go and just start confessing to things that there's no possible fucking way he could have done. God, and we everybody believed he's the most prolific serial killer of all time for a few years in the eighties, and it just turns out it's possible that this dude didn't kill anybody who knew that cops who <laughs> they yeah the cops are like this guy's great he's we're closing all these yeah. cases <laughs> yeah exactly i mean for all over the country like in oregon he yeah i went up there and i got this one gal and then down in texas two days later there was like they're like there's anybody that looked into it was like there's no way he was able to do this i'm starting the to time feel, machine i'm starting to feel about cops like you feel about cops like i've been i i I put punch one thing into YouTube. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I see all these videos come up. There is a dumb fuck cop who is planting shit on people, and it was on his body cam. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm just like, and how many? There's lots of these pieces of shit cops. There's one uh, New York City just a couple weeks ago. Um, he turned his body cam off. It has like a 30 second buffer after you turn it off, mm-hmm. and it's, it keeps recording. Yeah, and he's like playing with the corpse's tits. Listen, Jesus. I get it, but. You gotta wait till that thirty second buffer runs out. <laughs> well, that's where he, that's where we made his up. mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I, not I, the fact he's he's engaging in necrophilia. Yeah. The fact that he's <laughs> he's not understanding how the technology works. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, they're just fuck them, man. I, I'm not oh, a big God. fan. I've I've asked anybody that like that like uh, has like the thin blue line thing or Blue Lives Matter and like. Do you know any Name me five people That you know personally That have ever been Helped by a cop And nobody can ever do it Yeah that is That is a very good point I actually can Because I uh, I train with a lot of cops So you probably Actually know some good Some good cops Like I know Like I hear the stories And stuff I I can't name anybody That's ever been Actually helped Like they're supposed To protect and serve And like You'll see people Walking down the street in, In the cold Shivering and trying to hitchhike, and cops will just drive right by him, or or that, or just serve him, or arrest them for being yeah, vagrant, for, yeah, vagrants. Which you know, I get it, but don't arrest them, shoot them, just kill them, get them out of the system, <laughs> or at least bully them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least call them a, a dweeb. <laughs> Give them an Indian burn. <laughs> nice pig news, belly. Nice newspaper Can shoes, nerd. <laughs> Can you imagine if cops started employing bullying techniques? They had three cops that had a guy stretched out to give him a pink belly on the side of the road. <laughs> now that's something. Where are the drugs? <laughs> now, those are some tax dollars well spent right there. Now, yes, see, if guy. we do that, I can get behind these guys. <laughs> now, I just... There was that one, and then there was one where they turned their body cams off, but they forgot. They apparently, for, they forgot that there was a camera observing them, and they beat the shit out of a guy who uh, was mentally impaired in a wheelchair. Wow! It start, just start fucking laying punches into him. Both of them did. So what it turns into is it uh, it turns into a team. They're they're the eighty five Chicago Bears, and the people that they're supposed to be protecting and serving. Or whoever they played in the Super Bowl, who uh, yeah, the Patriots, I think they 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 are enemies towards each other. Exactly, it's just like the Stanford Prison Experiment, where they just put random people as as uh, as uh, prisoners, and random people were cops, the the or, uh, prison guards. They turned against each other, right? 
almost immediately. And that's what, sort of what cops do. It's a it's an us versus them and situation, a, and, and it's not supposed to be like that. And there's a whole culture surrounding it, and fucking, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's just like, you know, we got the all these different subcultures here. We got the uh, the volunteer firefighters that are, their entire lives are about being volunteer firefighters. Every sticker on the truck has to do with them being volunteer firefighters. Coal miners, for some reason, think they're heroes, and they they fucking, <laughs> they fucking it's because they rise and grind, oh. and they pay the dark price. Yeah, well. <laughs> But yeah, and then the cops—they have their own subculture. They wear fucking the uh, the Punisher skull. Apparently, they've never watched the Punisher. That dude kills more cops than anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He does not like cops. He is not a fan of cops. So I'll, you know, there's there's like all these examples of you know c- cops abusing their authority, and and it might be magnified a little bit because you're gonna get those are gonna get more views than something. Oh yeah, I, just yes. helping an old lady across I the street. It. Yeah, but confirmation uh, biases. But th- th- these things are really happening, and it's uh, it's bad. Um, but it, it's just, I mean, the, the the proverb is or whatever you know, power corrupts, corrupts and absolute uh, power corrupts. Absolutely. So if you if you have a state and you, you know you give you, you create this uh, the teeth of the state, which is the police force, and you give these guys a lot of power and autonomy and uh, a lot of time to do their work. Imagine what it was like before the day of the smartphone camera. Jesus Christ. So yeah. Power is going to corrupt you. I mean, and it's going to corrupt good people even. And so some of these people doing these bad things, you know, I've done bad things, you know. Everybody has. And, and cops do bad things too. And some of, and a lot of them are bad. Probably, I don't know, maybe half of the cops are just awful. I don't know. But um, I can tell you a story about, you know, I'm, I, I guess that what I'm saying is that I can admire a cop who is uh, m- m- closer to being impervious to the corruption. Mm-hmm. And they exist. There are, you know, I think that, but um, so, so the so my so the main our the professor of Arte Suave was Brian Anderson, and he's a sergeant. Um, he's now sergeant at um, for Beckley Police. And so the story of Chris McKinney, um, how Chris McKinney got into jujitsu and became a professional fighter was he was um he I think he was going to college and wrestling and just he just basically just wrestled and did drugs. That's uh, from the time he was a little kid. And Sounds like a good life. Until he was like in his early. That's all he did. Just just. Just trip trip balls and wrestle, and um, so he was doing that, and um, he got busted, or you know, Brian pulled him over, or whatever, and you know, found you know a bunch of weed on him or something. I don't know the exact story, something involving like weed. And he said, "So okay, you know," and he found out, "Oh, you wrestle, you wrestle for whatever the college or whatever." I said, "Okay," he's like, "Well, I tell you what, I'll I'll let this go, but you have to come, you have to start coming to jiu- my jujitsu class." That's awesome. And Chris started coming to, came to the jiu-jitsu class, and he said, this is what I want to do with my life. Uh, and he's been doing it ever since. That was 10 years ago, and now he now he owns his own. That's fucking awesome. That is and, awesome. And yeah, that is good. And, great and Chris and Brian are awesome best friends. Story. Like, they go to vacation together. Like they're, yeah, that's, they're totally that's like great. Fr- they're like, it's gay as hell, like how good friends they are. But for every one of those, there's 10,000 terrible stories where the guy arrests him, puts well, him in jail for the I don't, know, I don't know if it's <laughs> one to 10,000. I don't know if it's one in one. I don't know if it's one to That'd one million. That'd be impossible to figure out. What's the yeah. ratio? How do you quantify good and bad and what's the ratio here? But but the point is, is that... Uh, They're not all terrible. I yeah, know. there's there's human beings and at the end of the day, the thing that is evil and this is... The thing that, that makes it evil, that empowers that evil is, again... The, the state. state. The state. Without that... Without that uh, monopoly on violence... Which is what the state is is a monopoly. Without that, there, that corruption is not there. And without the corruption there not being there, the abuse of power is not going to be there. You're still going to have, you know, you're still going to have people who are, you know, 
bullies and do bad things, they're just not going to have uh, as much support as cops have. To, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, t- if you talk, they're not going to have a shit about the police force. You get fucking. It's it's like you are literally Hitler. They fuck like there's these people that are just so they love police so much. It's like what the fuck, dude? Like yeah, you like I, like you've just taken their last meal from them and slapped them on the top of the head. If yeah. you if you say one bad word about police, and I, I gotta be honest, man, I've never had a I've had one good interaction with them. Uh, we were coming home from a bar one time in Morgantown, and in front of the Coliseum there, there was all these little divider things for the lanes, like these plastic things, and my buddy just swerves into them. He's hammered, swerves into him and fucking fucks every single one of them up. <laughs> and then blue lights. God. He pulls us over. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in the, we're in his truck. There's three of us. And the cop comes in. Hey, man, what are you doing? I'll just be an idiot. Like, <laughs> did you not see the pylons there? No, I saw them. So you just wanted to run them over? Yeah. He made him get out and pick them all up and throw them out of the road. Then he drove us home. That's awesome. Oh, he, that's he did incredible. not give. He did not give him a DUI. He ended up getting a DUI later. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that was one good interaction we've had. Well, I've had several, but you know, I mean, how many? The institution itself, like, I mean, you can. Uh, there are police forces that were known uh, throughout, you know, history as being incredibly corrupt and brutal. I mean, you ever watch the Seven Five? No, I have a good documentary. But I'm talking about the Los Angeles police were notorious for being racist and for all that shit. And we got to see it play play out in real time. Uh, The the cops in New York were all um, uh, Irish and they were all fucking corrupt. I mean, it was just it was a thing, you know. And they helped, you know, the local Irish mobsters. With their corruption You know what I mean And then once the Italians Came along They would just You know the whole Fucking system is corrupt John is absolutely right The state allows that To happen so And you can't fire them Something like if A guy kills a guy And a cop kills a guy They get suspended with pay Right Until they do an investigation They as never a get charged fact, With anything As a matter of fact It's it's almost the definition Of this Like the, the police In the state are Are inextricable Because if you remove The teeth there's no state, right? There's, there's, you know what I mean. If there's no violence, if there's no monopoly on violence. It all comes back to animal farm. That's what it always comes back to. I mean, we we are living in animal farm right now. We are we are. How so? Okay, do well, your analogies. Trump is a pig. Now come uh, on, he's, don't uh, you dare talk about my sweet sweet like, Donnie. More like lion. <laughs> yeah, he's a lion of liberty, my friend. <laughs> May I finish? Um, he's okay, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call me Ross from fucking Friends? No, Ross Perot. Ross Perot. Can I finish? Oh, okay, that's better. Can I finish? <laughs> I'd rather be called Ross Perot than Ross from Friends. <laughs> Ross Perot. I mean, that guy's a billionaire. What are you going to do? He's, He's a badass. Dead. He's dead. Um, Ross from Friends isn't on the air anymore. <laughs> He's dead to me. For all we know, for all we know, Ross from Friends is dead now. We don't know how that story Could line be. ends. I don't know. Um, no, I'm just saying that. Rachel. That we have a, the state where Trump is the pig and he is now blaming. He, he chased off the other pig. Being, you know, that's interchangeable, Hillary or something like that, and he's blaming all the shit on her. Have you you've read the book, correct? What book? Animal Farm. Yeah, by George Orwell. Long time ago. So you know that the one pig gets in power, and then he blames all the shit that's happening on this pig that's run away. And then there's a spider. <laughs> that's another one you're thinking oh. about, <laughs> and it's real sad. But then you and, have- he, and he herds uh, sheep. What? Oh, that's Babe. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. 
<laughs> Little do pig. All right. Can I finish, please? <laughs> but it is a good analogy. I was thinking about the other day. You have that, and then you have um, the dogs who are running around keeping everybody in line because they're vicious and they'll kill you. That's the teeth of the state. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. And it's worse under this guy because remember the old days when the cops would just kick the shit out of people and all that stuff? Fuck him. Fuck that piece of shit. I mean, he is, even if you like him for other reasons, for like shaking shit up or whatever that fucking horse shit is, the fact that he enables all this crap is enough to make him disqualify him from the fucking What if you're just sexually attracted to him? Oh, God. You gonna sit there and tell me you don't, (laughs) it doesn't move a little bit when you see old Donnie pop on the screen with them big hands? I mean, I. That donk. That fucking juicy booty. You kidding me? I mean, I'm not saying I get fully erect, but I'll tingle the dingle a little bit. Yeah. I get chubbed up. I mean, I was thinking about him the other day. I mean, he's just he's he's a loathsome piece of shit. That's all that motherfucker is. He is he is every bad impulse. He's every bad thing about America. That's that's him. That's that guy. And he's there is nothing good about him. He's a self made man. I don't understand why you don't like him. Self made. That's great. <laughs> Small million dollar loan. It was more like thirty million, and I lost it all. But that you know, he's just he's 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 a fucking moron, and he's just. I mean, he he is in, he is engaged in Twitter taunting a sixteen year old girl. It's fucking great. I like it. Fuck that kid. He can suck my dick. I don't, I don't, I don't care <laughs> one way or the other about the kid. I don't I'm either. saying him. Him is just that's ridiculous. I think. I think. Um, I think using a sixteen year old girl as a political shield is pretty loathsome. John, too. that's neither here nor there, and you know it. <laughs> no, it. The it fact is here. that he's engaging in it with her on Twitter. Is is the point of the analogy? It has nothing to do with what she does. So, so he said that she has anger problems, and she's got and, Asperger and syndrome. For and that's fuck's it. Oh, sake. Oh, so she's not only a young girl, but she also has autism. That makes anybody that that disagrees with her even more evil. evil. John, it's a great okay, political shield. I, I understand your political shield analogy. I know you're going to trot that out, but what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> it, that does not erase what the motherfucker does. I mean, I, I, I can't said, stand that, 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 that all the shit. He said, he said she needs to work on her anger. Is that is that? Do you, like, do you think that, that that's that, all that, that motherfucker meant, and that's all he thought about? He didn't get the cover of Time. That's I'm, the reason he's pissed off. I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what he meant. Fuck him. <laughs> he actually did get the cover of Time. I don't know if you saw, it, but I posted the picture. One <laughs> <laughs> of the ones he hung in his club. <laughs> it, looks, it looks like he's lost a little bit of weight. Yeah, he's he's, lo- it looks like he's lost some weight. He's getting getting shredded. Really, Shredsville. He's been paying the iron price. You can tell. I, and then there's the thing with the map. And all that shit. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 in, it's insane to defend him. It's insane. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. It, it's it, there is no. So, so are you jealous because <laughs> because because unemployment is at an all is at the lowest point it's ever been? Do in I 50 give years? a fuck? I mean, elect somebody else with the same uh, with the same economic policies we're, we're, who's not a piece of shit. We're, That's we're, all there is to it. We're we're also really close to a deal with China, and when that happens. <sighs> Jobs are going to start coming back. America is going to get greater. The stock market's going to do even better if that's possible. I'm just, <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying he's he's pretty sexy. He's really out there killing it. I mean, yeah, he's great. Working out six to eight hours a year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he did it, it, when we're talking about you know Greta having autism or whatever. He actually like created this huge program to assign this created this bill that gives tons of uh aid to uh 
children, people with autism, and parents of people with autism who are struggling with it. I, okay, again, because his, because I, his son has autism from all the time travel that he does. No, <laughs> but again, he, he, he actually he actually passed something with uh, that protecting Native American women on reservations, all that stuff. That's a good thing. And the as prison, well. the prison reform stuff. Yes, that's talking, a good thing as well. Talking to that the does West not erase is, what a piece of shit he is. I'm sorry. Good deeds do not erase what a moronic well, piece of shit. You he is. said that he that there's nothing good about him. That's what you said. I'm saying personally. I'm saying personally. Okay. On a personal level. Yeah. It is an ad hominem attack. You hate his guts. Yes, I do. I, fu- I fucking hate his guts and always have. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the defense of him. I just don't. I, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. You know, not just. You know what? I, I can't discuss this at the moment. I just can't. I'm. I'm, I'm keyed up from too, something too else. much winning. I'm just keyed up from something else, and I can't. Are you it. tired of winning? <laughs> we win so much that we're tired of it, and we're going to want to lose a little. I bit. want to win. <laughs> Anybody got anything else you want to talk about? Karen, Elena, pudding, pudding. Let's talk for blood forty-five pudding. minutes on blood pudding. pudding. What is blood pudding? I have no idea. I've never had it. I think it's pudding. That is they, that when you go down on a, go down on a girl when she's on her period, <laughs> and she also. Uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> period report. You read my mind. The report. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not upset. At, uh, for I'll, I'll talk about when I get off here. While I'm so keyed up about it. Are you going to go? <laughs> It's time for the period report with Elena. Not on my period. Can you believe it? <laughs> how many how many years in a row is that? This is five years we've been doing this. It's amazing. We skipped a little bit. <laughs> heard there a bunch of liars. <laughs> heard that right, folks. There's no trash coming from a gash. It's been the period report. <laughs> No precipitation, no precipitation for my baby making statement. Yeah, that's what, that was the one. <laughs> no rain coming from her vagine. It's pretty good, actually. Not really. It's not yeah. good. It's kind of a reach. I was, I was trying to. All right. Anybody got anything else? Oh, you got a, you have a subreddit of the week, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, I got one. <laughs> subreddit of the week. I'm throwing all the fucking segments in. I have one right here. Oh, no, I don't. You can go back and do a classic. Birds with arms. That's a great one. <laughs> oh, I had a really good one. Titler. <laughs> Turds with arms. Yeah, Titler was great, too. Titler was awesome. <laughs> what was the one? Taylor Swiftler? It was <laughs> yeah, Taylor it was Swift. Just, <laughs> Hitler, Hitler photoshopped into Taylor Swift poses and stuff. I had it pulled up here just in case you asked, and I can't find it now. Oh, here we go. R slash reindeer boob. Reindeer boob. Yeah. Okay. It's chicks that 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 uh, dress their boobies up like reindeers. Oh, that's fucking tremendous. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Look, look, Christmas lights and everything. It's pretty I like festive. It. <laughs> it's really look at festive. that one. 
<laughs> motherfucking Rudolph. Wow. Look at that. Look at those cans. Some ha-ha's. Yeah. R slash reindeer boob. You heard that right, folks. R slash reindeer boob. Get in there. Get after it. It's amazing. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. All right. I'll pick a song to go out on here. Let's see here. Hmm. Thanks for listening, you queers. Have a nice day. Go fuck yourselves.